Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, and I'm going to give you a breakdown of the Horizon Forbidden West reviews that are out there. There are some positive and some negative. I'm going to give them to you right here at the beginning of the broadcast. We then spend about three hours discussing everything in a live stream. So if you didn't catch me live, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, and you can enjoy the quick information right here at the beginning. And then if you want to watch the rest of the video or be here when we do the live discussions, make sure you're subbed. This is a Reforge update. The Horizon Forbidden West reviews are in, and some are positive and some are negative. I'm going to give you a brief, brief rundown of some of the ones that I feel highlighted the best stuff. We are pulling this from PC Gamer. They went out and grabbed some of the choice quotes and scores and feedback because, again, some of it is positive and some of it is negative. If you like these quick Reforge updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss the upload. So they started with Games Radar and they said that they awarded a 4 out of 5 and they called it nothing short of phenomenal. I did notice a pretty general trend with a lot of the reviews being pretty positive. Now they did acknowledge that climbing still is not as engaging as it should be and they end on an observation that quote, you know a game is good when the robot dinosaurs aren't the thing you want to talk about to your friends first. So there's other elements of the game that they highlighted. If you want to check out Games Radar's full review, make sure and check that out because clearly they highlighted more than the machines now vgc quoted and said found ourselves audibly gasping at some of the locations the game has hidden away and they gave it with a top five star rating now some places do one out of five one out of ten some people do scores out of a hundred so i think more often than not really good games land at a four and a half out of five stars but when you scale it on a larger scale you'll start to see some of those scores not be perfect Game Informer gave it a 9.25, so that's a very, very high score, and they're quoted as saying the following, Horizon Forbidden West reaches a new high bar for Guerrilla Games. It does more than surpass its predecessor. It takes Horizon's fiction to captivating places and builds a rich world that rewards you for the effort you put in. Mostly, it's an entertaining experience complete with jaw-dropping moments and unforgettable fights and so game informers giving it a high score and so is ign they give it a 9.3 and they said the action just isn't restricted to the many objective icons on the map aimless wandering is rewarded with random event taking places across the world which gives a sense of real discovery there's a range of fighting there's rebels there's rocky paths there's aggressive machines occasions like this further build the feeling of a genuine causality to your actions in the world as you'll bump into the same people later in a settlement and they will thank you for playing the role of a hero now i did hear i'm going to read some negative reviews to you i think it was Eurogamer that took issue with the fact that there was gear that could only be obtained in a side quest or something which seemed a little odd to me given this is an open world game here's what Eurogamer had to say I've enjoyed Forbidden West less than Zero Dawn. The main story has major issues, and the level design made it difficult for me to play the way I had previously enjoyed, while making a lot of the newer systems feel redundant. Beyond that, the sense of a game where Guerrilla has cobbled together RPG building blocks without making them work within the context of its own game, and in some cases, actively worsening Horizon Forbidden West as a result. So Eurogamer saying they actually enjoyed Horizon Forbidden, uh, I'm sorry, Horizon Zero Dawn more than Forbidden West. I find that to be very shocking. It does feel a little subjective, all reviews are, but it does seem like they had expectations that weren't met. So it doesn't sound necessarily like they were judging it based on its own merits. Check out Eurogamer's full review and decide for yourself if they're being fair. 
Polygon said they had issues with the game about environmental traversal being one note in its solution of things. They said, quote, the grappling hook is full of potential, but it's mostly used to dislodge vent covers and often requires players to time jumps perfectly. In a game so obsessed with the joy of exploration, it's all the more heartbreaking to adhere to environmental puzzles, single track solutions. So it sounds to me like they think traversal and puzzle solving is very one trick pony, very one string banjo, and that the actual grappling hook is not used enough for traversal. You'll have to make up your own mind when the game comes out. Wanted to give you a pretty full breadth of reviews, both good and bad. We will be playing the game over on Reforge Gaming if you want a nice first look when the game launches on its release date. As always, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here, I'm not sure if you've looked at any of these reviews yet. The um, the the general consensus seems to be that the game is phenomenal. I was surprised to see negative reviews in light of how many positive reviews I had already seen. I want to know. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West review. Do you let reviews influence purchase? So do you, yes or no, do you let reviews influence your purchase or do you like to kind of make up your own mind? There are people that think, you know, reviews are helpful, but they tend to say, you know what, no, I'm going to decide for myself. Obviously, if every review is eviscerating a game, you know, that might be a cautionary tale and you might wait for a sale. But in general, I'm curious what you guys do. Do you allow reviews to influence your purchase? And to what degree? Let us know in chat after you answer the poll. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you're on live chat. And make sure you have smashed the like button as we cruise to our first 100 likes on the day. We thank you guys for the strong start this morning we greatly appreciate it good morning feed i see you in the chat there's takashi what's good boys don't know if i'll jump in on this one i haven't finished zero dawn there you go didn't the guy complaining about not enough grappling hook play halo infinite or something (laughs) uh hilly says influence yes they are a factor uh d tom says i watched skill ups review which was very detailed he had issues with popping uh, I thought the bad melee combat should have been fixed in this game, but it doesn't seem to be. So what do you mean by popping? Uh, morning, Lonard. What's good, Rad? How's, how's little baby doing? Uh, how's mama doing uh, this late stage? If I really want to know, I always watch Skill Up. He always gives good reviews. Straight down the line, no smoke and mirror- mirrors. The pop is really an issue for me. Yeah, I don't know what you mean uh, by that. I ne- uh, Matt says never you can't trust reviews for anything oh textures popping in really really late really buildings not showing no way buildings and textures are popping in that is that is actually very surprising given how they're building on an initial game and assets I, I'm surprised that that's an issue Do, I wonder if there's a day one patch were they playing Did any of them have anything to say about that? Is there a day one patch to address that? That seems extremely odd. 
I feel like review bombing is becoming the norm, so I listen to a few streamers, but I mostly try to make up my own mind. Yeah, Lost Ark's getting review bombed because of the because uh, of the server queues. It got it got shredded on Steam. You see it in Skillup's review. Oh, so he actually uh, he recorded and put it in there. Okay, so he was on the day one patch. Really, that's really disappointing that they're having that kind of an issue. I'm assuming he was playing on the PS5. I feel reviews are too biased. The low scores for this are just daft. Yeah, most of the scores I saw were very high, Crazy Cliff. If you're just tuning in, the very beginning of the stream, I gave you a review roundup of Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Guys, don't forget all the great ways to support the stream. We probably don't mention this enough our various sponsors that are very, very kind to partner with the stream. Every day I'm wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. Somebody noticed it was Centipede. Use the shirt command. It'll take you over to 80stees.com. You can use code LONO for 30% off. The displate command uh, in below in the description or using the command, you can get a nice discount on displates. My glasses are from Gunner Optics. You can use the glasses command. That supports me. If you guys buy a pair over there, they have sunglasses, great blue light blocking glasses. Their frames are very affordable. And then we're doing a huge sale on our holiday blend coffee. Get fricked in February. So those are all the ways you can support. If you have any questions about any of the sponsors, feel free to ask. I like using many reviews to get a gauge of the overall game. I also use them to see if a new game is something I would enjoy. IGN gave Deathloop a 10 out of 10 and Horizon Forbidden West an 8 out of 10. <laughs> Skillup had the pop-in issue. I didn't notice pop-in complaint in any other review. Huh. Skill up crapped on Eternal because he sucked at it. I won't ever listen to him. He crapped on Returnal? He did? That seems very out of character for him. Um, no reviews are not a real look at Dying Light 2. So you, what, In what way, Joel, do you think the reviews are too kind to Dying Light 2 or too critical? Bring back the round glasses? Why? I like these. It's somewhat random. I watch some reviews as some info is helpful, but then deciding factor for me is seeing the release day gameplay, and then I'll make my decision. Creature says, no, he didn't. Zeuth says, no, he didn't. He loved Returnal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He said Eternal. Oh, Doom Eternal. You put Eternal, and I thought you just made a mistake. I was going to say, that does not sound like him. He crapped on Eternal. Well, that's fine. I did too. Doom Eternal sucks a fat one. <laughs> I, 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 they, they made significant philosophical mistakes in, in Doom Eternal. I'm glad he did. I'm glad I have another, another point of agreement with him. I don't think he and I have ever disagreed on a game except for the story in Anthem was in, in the combat in Anthem is where he and I disagreed the most. I don't think he and I have ever sharply disagreed other than that time. I did not agree with his take. I think there were better criticisms to make about Anthem and he didn't bother making them, which disappointed me because he's so smart. But the fact that he crapped on Doom Eternal, I fully agree with him. I'm glad he did. That game irritated the fire out of me. He gave it a nine and a half despite the pop-in. Well, because pop-in can be fixed. Pop-in is not a is not a game-breaking problem, right? Pop-in's not a game-breaking problem. Pop-in's not a a game quality problem like it's not an enduring quality problem right it's something that can be fixed to be fair I thought you disliked one enemy type and liked uh, the resource management in Doom Eternal yeah Doom Eternal was great until until I got to that point and then I put the I calmly put the game down 
garbage. Absolute trash. I don't want to sidetrack the, today's discussion, though, and, and get stuck on that. We're mainly talking reviews. Horizon Forbidden West reviews are in. I did a quick summary at the beginning. There's some good. There's some bad. There's apparently issues with pop-in. There's some issues with traversal. Some people are saying traversal is not as good as they had hoped or that the grappling hook is not used as often as they hoped. If you're new and you've never been here before, this is what we do Monday through Friday. We have a, a, an interactive video game talk show. A lot of people treat me like video game radio. They throw me on in the background. Uh, so you can subscribe to the channel in confidence. I am safe for work, so that's why people treat me that way. They can just throw me in the background like a podcast. Call me, put the game down, let's see the VOD. No, I actually did. I actually did. I was just in the middle of a level. I had just cleared some enemies, and I was like, I, I have no motivation to play anymore. I very calmly put the controller down, and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. That's how I ended my time with that game. It was actually not a rage quit. I just, all of my motivation just got deflated. Yo, it's good, old soul. Hopefully it's ironed out by the time it comes to PC. (laughs) I'm sure they'll have it. I'm sure they'll have it ironed out by the time it comes to PC. An 89 Metacritic is a great score. Yeah, that is. That is. But Metacritic doesn't always tell the full story. I mean, look uh, look at Deathloop. Poppin's not game-breaking, but it can be very distracting. Oh, it can be extremely distracting. Everyone says the combat's amazing. You can generally tell the difference between a review bomb and a real bad review. That's, yeah, I would say that's true. You can also tell the difference between somebody overpraising a game, you know, and a game getting what it deserves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can generally tell. And this is why the review scores are so frustrating, because that's what happened with Deathloop. It was getting really, really high scores, and then you'd go and read the reviews, and they had all kind of criticisms. It's like, none of the criticisms landed on the total score. One review I had issue with the traversal says, Hilly, quote, In this you very quickly realize that wits play no role in your achievement. There's a single solitary solution to each problem you face, and no guile is required to determine it. Tap the scan button, and Aloy's focus will helpfully highlight, in yellow, the one and only viable route up any cliff face. With respect, that is a silly criticism because it's the same way in the last game. Every grabbable ledge has white paint on it. <laughs> it's come on. Come on. Was there ever a time in the first game where you're like, I don't know where to go? It took me a really long time to climb that wall. <laughs> They're really overstating their case. Like, with respect to the reviewer, that is so overstated. In the first game, there was never any times where you were like, gee. How do I get up this wall? <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I can't see it. And you're like, oh, no, it's good. <laughs> I wasn't wearing my glasses. Like, the climbing routes were blatantly obvious in the first game. Every grabbable ledge, somebody conveniently went before you and put some white paint on it. Hopefully the combat's better this time around. Personally, I didn't like later game combat in Zero Dawn. It's that way in Uncharted. It's that way in almost every game. Tomb Raider is the same way. Like, Tomb Raider is the same way. You're never bewildered. Where do I go? It's like there's little hand grabs and ledges everywhere. A game built on traversal. Right, like Uncharted and Tomb Raider are more heavily rooted in traversal, and they make it pretty obvious, you know? Where you're supposed to grab... Yeah, Dying Light 2 has yellow ledges. You know, this is not an Assassin's game. Even in the Assassin's Creed game, they went more free-form climbing. You can grab anything. 
You can grab, like, a twig and climb up in Assassin's Creed. They just made everything climbable. Six months from snow. Six months, that's it? It feels longer. <laughs> God of War, Tsushima, Uncharted, and Tomb Raider all have the same type. Yeah, they don't They don't try and... They, they've never tried to obfuscate the climbing routes. Like, hoo-hoo, I can't wait to solve this climb. ho Like... <laughs> I don't know. Listen, listen. <clears throat> the funny thing is, is when we discovered that you could use your focus to see every climbing ledge, there were people that were like, oh, that's going to break the immersion. I don't like that. You just don't have to use it then. Like, so to that reviewer, I say, well, don't tap the focus then. Solve it on your own. If, if, if you derive some odd... I don't want to be insulting. If you derive some interesting, you know, satisfaction from finding your own climbing route, then don't use... Don't use the scan. Traversal's one-dimensional, but you can also fly. <laughs> you can fly. You can glide. Yeah. If you're knocking 10 points off of you because you can't climb freeform, it's ludicrous. But you can climb freeform. It's up to the player. It's up to the player. I think we even saw that. Didn't they say that in the one video that some players would perform a more would prefer a more freeform climbing and you can just decide to like not use the focus? I swear that was in one of the videos. Skillup said there were just a few places that looks like you should be able to climb but you can't. But the way he put it was more of a nitpick. No, it's a set path. It's always been a set path. It was never that way in the first game. Scotty B coming in with three months. Welcome back. D-Tom says, I like the traversal. I didn't have to guess where to climb. Out of everything else in the game, I'd rather not stress about climbing. Imagine complaining about an option. Bro, it's literally an option. You're not forced to do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody is twisting your arm to scan. You know what I mean? What do you think about the screen blackout? I don't, I, I've heard about uh, texture pop-ins and, 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 and pop-ins of vil, uh, buildings. I've not heard about that. IGN review knocked off 10 points mostly because climbing wasn't free form. But it wasn't free form in the first... What? I don't understand. That is weird. That feels like you're looking for something to knock it down. Like, well, we need to knock it down from a perfect score, so what are we going to do? That feels like such a nitpick. The game didn't even promise that. Like, Alright. I- I'm, I'm going to get a little fired up here. The trailers literally show you that that's how Traversal has evolved. And you're like... I can't believe it's not more freeform. Let's knock 10 points off. What do you mean? The, tra- the, 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 the trailers have literally shown you from the beginning that that's how traversal has evolved. Like, that would have been like playing Days Gone and been like, I'm really surprised and a little disappointed at the unidimensional vehicular uh, traversal of only giving me a motorcycle. But they, sh- they show you it in the trailers that it's a motorcycle traversal based game. Like, that's how you get around. You can't knock 10 points off. It's in the trailer. Definitely feels longer. Have a lot happening since I'm coming on my own uh, and not just overhearing you from Hex's phone. 
Well, I hope you're well, Snow, with all the things you're, you're, you're trying out. I know you're making some changes. Climbing is boring in Breath of the Wild also, not to mention even more illogical with no weight. Yeah, like the free climbing in, in uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising and Breath of the Wild, that is an actual genre-defining decision that I don't think fits in Horizon Forbidden West. I don't want to climb every wall like I'm some Spider-Man, like, just gripping. The first Digital Foundry video specifically mentioned that climbing had been improved. They're not saying climbing is bad, Team Angrove. They don't like that climbing is unidimensional, like it's not freeform. There's always a, a, a path. By the way, if you're new and you've never been here before, I did a rundown at the beginning of this stream. If you want to rewind and see it, it's five minutes. I quote some of the reviews, the good and the bad, and we're discussing right now some of those reviews and some of the statements made. If you're enjoying the content, hit subscribe, hit the bell button so you don't miss these talk shows. I appreciate you being here so, so much. Great to see a really, really strong start with tons of people here. Monday through Friday, we cover variety gaming news, and I am safe for work, so you can subscribe in confidence people throw me on in the background like a podcast I kind of get you through your day talking all sorts of different gaming news now Hilly has some more quotes for us same reviewer said the day one patch rectified some of the loading issues which sees the game blink black for a second as it uh okay there was a slight blip there we switched ingest servers I swear when we have really good viewership they bump me to another ingest server maybe because we're doing so well there will be a second blip so you're gonna have to maybe refresh if it messes with your connection they do this all the time i don't know why they do it it's only when we're having a good stream so you may have to refresh there'll be a second blip they bumped us to a different ingest server probably because we're having a really strong start every time we have a really strong start this seems to happen they must give you a better a better server to stream on Um, when you're having strong numbers or something. I don't know. Okay, here comes the Eurogamer review. Uh, The day one patch... Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Animals, both critters and dinobots, pop in out of nowhere. It stands out even more against the sheer gorgeousness that is Horizon Forbidden West on PS5. But that's how it is at the end of the day. It's a game of contrast. A game about robot dinosaurs where you spend far too much time fighting robot meerkats and boars Uh, instead for some reason one with brilliant voice acting that you begin to hate because some characters won't shut up where the side quests are great but they're so simple as to feel pointless Uh, where the combat features a complex balance between elemental strengths and weaknesses but you can ignore all that via a rain of explosive spearheads if you look at it from that perspective it almost makes sense that Horizon Forbidden West is most linear open world game that I've ever played um yeah, I am sorry about that that blip. I, they, they, again, I think they do that when we're having a really strong day. We were about to hit 500 viewers in 20-something minutes, which is crazy. That's a really strong start. I think they give us preferential ingest server treatment when that happens. So um, it, we should be better uh, from here on out. Every, so much in that review is odd to me. Like It is completely legitimate to take issue with pop-in. It is 100% legitimate to take issue with pop-in. No, I have no problem with that. That is a technical, like, actual, worthy of criticism problem. That, that, that's totally fine to do that. It's totally fine to say, hey, this is a problem. But these other ones where, like, 
It's a game about dinosaurs, but they're mad that you're fighting smaller dinosaurs too much. Well, what do you mean? Who cares about that? It's a a game of freedom and choices, right? The the stream got super choppy. You just have to refresh. It it bumped us from, from one ingest server to another. And then they say... The brilliant voice asking you the the brilliant voice acting you begin to hate because they won't shut up. What do you mean? It's a narrative character driven game. What do you mean they won't shut up? You want them to talk. Now, as a streamer, I sometimes get a little irritated because I go to try to say something to you guys and like the dialogue keeps like daisy chaining itself. It's like, okay, come on, take a breath, take a break, right? <laughs> of all people, me telling somebody to take a breath. Um but I'm most interested in this part of their their review. They said combat features complex balance between elemental strengths and weaknesses, but you can ignore all that via a rain of explosive spearheads. So it does sound like they're saying that you can be one trick pony. You can be a one string banjo with respect to the combat and you'll do just fine. You can just use the spearheads. That's the Eurogamer review, says Eugene. That one tried to complain about cultural appropriation. She played on easy. <laughs> imagine, imagine reviewing a game's combat and saying there is a complex balance between elemental strengths and weaknesses, but you can ignore all that by using one weapon and you played on easy. Yeah, my kids played Ratchet and Clank on easy too, and you could say the same dadgum thing. You can just use one weapon the whole time. Well, of course, you played it on easy. What on earth? That I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm not a gatekeeper. But that completely delegitimizes most of those criticisms. You sailed through the game on easy and you're like, yeah, it's pretty linear. It's not that hard. Uh, nothing's really challenging. You can use one weapon the whole time. Of course, you played it on easy. What, what do you mean? The game really wasn't all that fun because I couldn't die. I mean, you could have played with a blindfold on. Yeah, you put it on story mode. Skillup said combat was great, but melee was weak. That's interesting, Ant. Did he touch on the fact there's a whole skill tree for melee? Did he dig down in to make melee better? Is that also a part of his criticism? Because it's my understanding there are six skill trees in Horizon Forbidden West, and you can decide to invest in the melee one if melee combat's really important to you. He maxed it. Oh, really? Well, then that's a con- that, that's a concern. Then I'd like to I'd like to maybe see uh, them address that or patch that or balance that because that's pretty disappointing that they have an entire skill tree dedicated to melee and he's like, yeah, it still doesn't feel very good. It still feels kind of weak. He said the skill tree, but most wouldn't. So he's saying most people aren't going to fiddle with it. He put in 50 hours for his review and he said he still wanted to play more. He's stating some of the basic melee skills were too buried deep in the tree. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, that's a philosophical strange decision for sure. To, to <laughs> That's a very strange decision for sure to be like, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to put basic attacks really deep in the skill tree because um, y- you would think that they would want that to be they would want that to be your starting point, right? Like that—that—that's in—that's in my mind what I would think that they would do. 
uh, as far as how do you you know how do you get into the the basics of the melee combat? Well, you got to spend skill points. I mean, in general, that's not a good look. I don't I don't think that's a good look. Because if, if, if you make... that One of the things that I think a lot of games are doing is they're trying to create power fantasy. And what ends up happening is when you create that power fantasy, but you put it, you put it too, too nuanced and too deep, you end up with what, what he's talking about. It's like, well, the basics are too far. Well, it'll give the player a sense of progress. No, it actually will disincentivize them into investing in it because they're like... It's at arm's length. Why do I have to go and do all of this? Uh, I can't wait to play this game and not give a single solitary F about contradictory reviews. <laughs> if you are new and you've never been here before, this is what we love to do. I am a safe for work broadcaster. We get passionate. We get fiery. But I keep it safe for work. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss my talk shows. Monday through Friday, we've covered Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West. We've covered Lost Ark. So make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Take the poll at the top of the chat. Horizon Forbidden West Review. Do you let reviews influence your purchase, yes or no? And then let us know why in the chat. Very interactive stream, so we thank you for being here. Thank you for already giving us 200 likes. Welcome. Great to start the day with you today. Eugene grabbing another quote here. Oh, golly, frickin' frick did he frick. Uh, as a woman with African roots, it was also startling to see Zulu face paint in the game being treated as a cosmetic, something you can get as a settlement for at a settlement for shards, as if it were fun Halloween makeup. Completely removed from its cultural significance. As a result, all of this, Horizon Forbidden West is still evidently not a game that has anything of interest to say about its apocalypse, brought about essentially by a few Silicon Valley idiots, other than look how pretty these holograms are. It's a game that exists to be looked at. <laughs> Fuzzy dude renewing that membership and getting a blue badge. Just no come on that's not holy freaking moly no that, that's got 18 problems with it how do you jam 18 problems into three sentences that takes effort that takes actual effort to do that that shut up shut up that's my response I just shut up I'm tired of that it, it's such a low low fruit grab it's like oh yeah grab this low hanging fruit and claim appropriation shut the frick up you're not adding to conversation it's not intellectual you're waxing intellectual by using big words that are full of no thought no I'm not even going to engage with it I'm not it's not deserving of engagement it's thoughtless low fruit grab for for virtue no it's it's freaking bogus get the frick out of here it's someone's opinion. Get no. I'm so done. I'm so done with justifying that kind of thoughtless, like buckshot buzzword. I, I'm so sick of it. No thought buzzwords. Right. You're just buckshotting buzzwords. Just get the frick out of here. I'm so done. I'm so done with it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to justify it with a response. No. <laughs> just get the actual frick out of here. Um, Barrier's got one. The variety of weapons would ideally mean that players have the freedom to use whatever weapon they like best, but too many of them are expensive or sold in unlikely places to make that happen. I can't speak for higher difficulties, 
But the fact that I just didn't need most of the new additions is part of why a lot of them felt like stuff rather than useful new tools. Chat. Pray for me. What on earth? I hit the wrong button. What on earth? Did did you read this before publishing it? What is that? What do you mean? I'm going to read that again real slow for everybody. Solid Snake with three months. What up? Been on nights at work, so staying up a little late. Catch the live stream. Have a great day. Thank you, homie. And a brand new one from Big Fesh. A brand new one from Big Fesh. Hey, let's get a member train going. I need 500 members on this channel real bad. If you have never been a member before, you get a badge next to your name, you get emotes, and you get increased access to my Discord. If you're trying to play games with people like Lost Ark or Elden Ring or whatever, Halo, become a member today like Big Fesh just did. Thank you for everybody who's renewing your memberships as well. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. It says, I can't speak for the higher difficulties, but the fact that I just didn't need most of the new additions is part of why a lot of them felt like stuff rather than useful new tools. Chad, there's such a lack of self-awareness. That's painful to read. I don't know if I can do it again. What? That's There's no self-awareness. You, of course they don't feel necessary. You're you're not you're playing it on easy. If you listen to me, listen, this person gave it a good score. I just they're they're hungry for something to criticize. Holy frick. Listen to me. Listen to me, Chad. <laughs> listen to me. I'm trying to be a kinder person, and I'm going to try to do that right now, but this is just so... I want to say things like dumb and stupid, but I'm going to say it lacks self-awareness. If you go into a game like Spider-Man or Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, you can put it on story mode where virtually nothing can kill you, and all of the new gadgets and weapons feel superfluous because everything dies when you like blink at it if like your eyelashes are long enough, you like blink blink dead blink dead everything dies really quickly so of course oh of course all the layers and combat and the dynamics and the choices and the power structure it's non-existent because you removed it you played it on easy Joe Raptor mentioned that new ones felt unnecessary. Now, Solid Snake with a $5 tip. Where are the PS4 hardware engineers now? Can you guys explain why flying is a thing now? Go on, I'll wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Next Gen's holding it back. Yeah, yeah. It's got flying, and did you see the screenshots from the photo mode? (laughs) She's got little micro hairs on her face. Gee, many Christmas. All right. Here's the thing. So I want to take what Peepo said. Joe Raptor, Joe, uh, Jor, is it Joe Raptor or Jor Raptor? Jor Raptor's good. He's got good stuff. He's got good content. Okay, so what he's saying, you know why I think it's probably true to an extent? Okay, I don't want to blow this person's up, you know, review up too much. I don't want to be unkind. They had a similar problem with the DLC in Zero Dawn. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you why. 
So this is what happened in my experience with Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. I had great weapons that I had invested a ton of time, currency, and upgrades into. They were fast and they were powerful. When you suddenly give me something else, number one, it's not in my muscle memory or my wheelhouse. I'm having that feeling in Lost Ark. I've got my three or four really strong attacks that I like, and when I open up a new one, it's weak, and it's not in my wheelhouse. Like It's it's not something that I'm accustomed to using, right? So I end up ignoring it. I did the same thing in the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC. This is a challenge, okay? This is a challenge. What ends up happening is you have all this sunk cost and investment in the early to mid-game abilities or weapons, and they're great. And then they're like, hey, here's this brand new weapon. And you're like, yeah, but I've not invested in it. I've not leveled it. It's not very strong. So it feels kind of chintzy. Now, the way that you could try to balance this out would be allowing you to, you know, maybe get them stronger if you get them late game or maybe make their leveling uh, faster. I don't know. It's difficult to solve because I know the first thing you're going to say is, well, just let the player respec anytime they want. And then what you end up doing is, is you take away the sense of investment and choice and everything, every skill, every weapon feels sort of like a buffet. So you don't feel any meaning to your choice. You're not like I've really invested in range and melee what, let's know. I can just change it any time I want. I got a brand new weapon. I'm going to dump everything into this. The other thing to consider in a game like Horizon Zero Dawn is you don't just invest in skills. You invest in the weapon itself. You put like stuff on it or you buy like a really, really good purple version of that thing. Like I had a rope launcher. It was ridiculously good. It was like clunk, 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 clunk. It was so fast. I, I, I didn't have to use anything else. And I wasn't playing on easy. So I don't want to blow up this Eurogamer review too much. But, like, you can't be like, oh, I played it on easy and I didn't feel like I needed any of the other weapons. Well, I've got a theory as to why you didn't feel like you needed any of the other weapons. You played it on easy. Matty Jarvis with a five spot. I never really trust game reviews, since more often than not, game reviews are good at the game, so uh, aren't good at the game, so the reviews is slanted. That can happen sometimes, for sure. That can definitely happen sometimes. Weapon buffets just leave everything feeling the same. Right, nothing stands out as being like really awesome or dynamic. Everything is full power. Excuse me. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm glad I'm not pre-ordering because the game has full uh, of hard crashes on the PS5 when the system throttles and gets too hot, just like Returnal. I didn't have any crashes in Returnal. There was a crash in Returnal if you wore the one DLC costume, but I didn't have any, like, too hot crashes with Returnal. That never happened with mine. Um, so I don't know. I, that's, I, that, I didn't hear about that. I knew there were crashes in Returnal, but I thought it was in relation to you wearing, like, a, a DLC outfit or something. 
Do we mean reviews specifically or just coverage in general? I don't know. Let me know what your perspective on it is. Do you read reviews? Do you watch videos? Do you have a couple of content creators you really trust? Do you largely ignore content creators, YouTubers, streamers, and and review outlets and just buy the game no matter what? Like, what's your approach? I'm just interested. I like to have conversations like this because everybody's approach is a little bit different than the next. Returnal has has literally been unplayable for me. What do you mean? How is it unplayable? What is it? I've not heard this. I've not heard about any issues with Returnal being unplayable or getting too hot. I went through Frozen Wilds before finishing the main story, but very late game. Any weapons or upgrading or specking I did at that point felt natural and just flowed just fine for me. Right, you have to understand though, most people, most of us, uh, Derek, most of us played it as a tack-on. I had already beaten the game and then Frozen Wilds came out. And it's like, well, I've got all great, awesome endgame gear. So it's not surprising that that problem might exist in Forbidden West, right? That like your your first four or five weapons and your build, you spend a bunch of time in it and then you start getting stuff mid to late game and you're like, I don't need to use any of this. I've already got a great build. I checked the Metacritic to get the vibe, but I like to wait for two weeks after release for the folks who take their time to drop their reviews. So you don't like early access reviews. You think what, they're like a little suspect? They are to a degree because they definitely want to play nice with the publishers and the platforms because if they're too mean to the, to the content or the title, they won't get early access ever again. I Platinum Returnal and never had a crash all before they updated the game with the save feature. I only see reviews for the factual information in them. If I'm excited about a certain game, I will not watch any reviews or gameplay. I like to have an untainted experience. I can understand that. I kind of feel the fact that Horizon Forbidden West has the same Metacritic score as Horizon Zero Dawn, even though most reviews say it's improved on almost everything. It sort of shows the flaws of the scoring system, says Gluk. Well, it shows the flaws in scoring a sequel. Because shouldn't a sequel be given some better love and treatment if it improved on the first? Like, the first game wowed you. Like, Zero Dawn was amazing. It was innovative. It was new. It was fresh. And improving on that it's harder to impress you and wow you because you've already you've already had that experience with the first game that that's my metamorphosis uh, principle the metamorphosis principle is a theory that I have that when you first experience a game for the very first time and it's really really good like the first time you played Horizon Zero Dawn there were elements to the experience that will never be replicated again because it was fresh and it was new and the metamorphosis principle is you have experienced a change and a metamorphosis so when you play the sequel it is actually more challenging for you to feel that same sense of elation and experience it's more challenging this is a theory i've outlined for quite a while that gamers have gone through a significant long tail metamorphosis where games have advanced at such a rapid rate in my lifetime I was a kid when gaming in your home became a thing, okay? Child of the 80s, which means almost every time I was buying a new game, it was mind-blowing. Well, the mind-blowing effect has become more challenging to do, right? Because the difference between Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, the differences are certainly there and they're measurable, there's a humongous difference between like GoldenEye and the very first Call of Duty. 
there's like a canyon of difference between the two like one is insanely cool and the sound and the design right but now when you go from one game to its sequel that chasm of difference is a lot lot shorter so the metamorphosis that you've gone through as a player makes it harder for the sequel to really impact your brain in a in, in a potent way it's not as potent as the first time you played Horizon Zero Dawn it's like rewatching your favorite movie or your favorite show you know the betrayals you know the surprises you know the the insane moments of rescue or death you know when it's coming so it doesn't hit with the same potency Ragnarok will have similar issue however the story in God of War is probably better that comes down to the person I, I think Horizon Zero Dawn's story, story is awesome I think it's as awesome as God of War story but that's me That some people might not connect as well I'm a dad, so I, I look at Aloy and think about, you know, having a daughter and, you know, the daughter trying to find, you know, her her past and her mother and being an outcast, you know. We all know what it's like. Well, not all of us, but some of us know what it's like to be an outcast. So I really connect with the Horizon Zero Dawn story arc, and I really like Aloy. I think she's a great... She's one of... I think she's one of the most iconic and, and best developed uh, protagonists. I think she's great. I think people are overly critical of her 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 design, her appearance. I, I, I think the first game, I think her story arc is, is really, really awesome. It is. It's very good. Expecting an amazing game to have mind-blowing improvements in gameplay in the sequel is odd. Right. You're like, this game was an absolute 10. And, like, think of it this way. You do this when you, um, when you take a shower, or at least I do. You can only turn the water up so hot. Eventually it gets painful or you hit the ceiling of how hot the water can get, right? Do you do this? I do this. I make it hotter and hotter and hotter as the shower goes. So by the time I'm done, it's like, it's just blasting me with heat and then I shut it off. Now, the, the, if, if you expect the difference between like when it's hot and when it's like a little bit more hot, if you expect it to be dramatically different, it just isn't going to be right it's like well it's already hot it's like the volume's already at 10 the game quality's already at 10 so you cannot expect a game quality that is at 10 like an excellent well-built really good game you can't expect it to be miles better than the last one it'll be better but by a smaller margin does that make sense like if the first game was insane, like, look at Ghost of Tsushima. When I go into the second Ghost of Tsushima, whenever it comes out, I'm going to have to go into it knowing, well, Ghost of Tsushima is like a 10 out of 10 for me. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I cannot expect the next game to be dramatically and earth-shakingly better than the first one. Why? Because the first one was already good. Does that make sense? Now, we have heard that Hellblade sequel is going to make the first game look like an indie title, which, okay, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I will, I'll take that Pepsi challenge because I Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is probably my all-time favorite game. I think it is one of the few games that is the closest to perfection in existence. And if you think your second game is going to make it look like an indie title, boy, oh boy, I'm buckling up for that ride. I think it just means a really good, excellent sequel can hit you in a different way. It can be new like the first game, but if it gets everything right and adds to the good, that's a great feeling. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. Agree with that. Yes. 
It bothers me when a reviewer becomes contrarian, but other than that, I really don't care. Uh, not like I follow those clowns or them saying uh, like a game I like sucks will convince me to do that. Hellblade was an indie title. I don't know if you would call Ninja Theory an indie developer. They're a pretty good-sized company, are they not? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could... Technically, yeah, I guess you could classify it as an indie, but it didn't feel like an indie. Not to me. It felt like a very polished, very good game. It felt like a AAA studio built it. Perfect example of huge changes in the franchise is the Witcher series. Right, look at the Witcher, and why do you think it's going to take so long for the next one to come out? Look at Grand Theft Auto. Why do you think it's going to take so long for the next one to come out? Why? Why? Because of what we're talking about. The metamorphosis principle is applied. The first one, Witcher 3 blew your mind. Witcher 3 absolutely blew your mind. It's going to be much, much harder to blow your mind in the next one. You know? It's going to be really, really hard. You know? It's going to be really tough. Screaming our way to a thousand votes. If you're just tuning in and you've never been here before, holy moly, big day. Really big day for the channel. This is what we do Monday through Friday. If you like this kind of content, interactive talk show, you need to be a subscriber to talk in chat. Subscribing is totally free. And if you hit the like button, those are free ways to support the channel. If you like what I do and you want to support me directly, I have sponsors. You can use the shirt command, the display command, or the glasses command. And we also have our own coffee that we're doing a big sale on. You can hit the dollar sign at the bottom of chat as well to send a tip or become a member. Okay? If you've got questions about any of the sponsors, let us know in chat. Let's be honest, GTA 6 is a long way away because Rockstar loves the GTA money. Oh, yeah, there's economic reasons there too, Fuzzy, for sure. For sure. They have a a stupid, a just stupid amount of money coming in from GTA 5, right? Over 500 folks, let's get the likes up, says a Myrtle Turtle. Um, It was just amazing that only 20 people created Hellblade. Do you know what? What's even more amazing is that the woman who plays Senua and has won like tons of awards for uh, tons of awards for her voice acting. She was just their video editor. She was a stand-in. What do you think of the flying mount, uh, Det? Just some feedback for you, Det. You don't need to do that. You don't need to like keep spamming in chat until you get a response. Yo, what's good, Wolvie? I think the flying mounts are very exciting. I'm super interested in the game. I think Gorilla gave players all they needed to develop their own way of playing and find what they like in the game. These reviewers feel uh, convincing to me. Yeah, most of the reviews are very, very positive. Very positive. Um, uh, he he might tell you what he thinks about spamming mouse. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just keeps putting it in chat. Like, settle down. Um... So, is YouTube acting up? Oh, no, I know what it is. I know what it is. I think everybody's going to watch the uh, the CD Projekt Red thing, which we'll cover that tomorrow. We'll cover that tomorrow. Um, we're losing a lot of people. More than likely, you guys, they're going to watch the CD Projekt Red thing. We will cover that and break that down tomorrow if we feel uh, it's worth it. Um, so, yeah. I was like, where is everybody going? Holy crap, we're having like a super strong day, and now we're having like an exodus. Uh, I know a lot of people are probably interested in that uh, in that game and in that reveal. Um, you're a clown for pushing console war and trolling instead of talking games. Horizon Forbidden West is playable. The fact that you bring up the PS5 getting hotter is laughable when the XS the Xbox S is hotter. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think the PlayStation Five is getting hotter. Oh no, there's an actual something is actually happening. No, YouTube is acting up. Yeah, we are just hemorrhaging viewers now. Somebody said, "Be right back." CD Projekt Red stream, and I thought that's why everybody was leaving. YouTube is one hundred percent crapping the bed. We just lost like a hundred viewers in the blink of an eye. If you're having trouble watching the stream and you're having to uh, to refresh. I am extremely sorry. Um, I have no control over that. I, this is so irritating. <laughs> it, it seems to always happen when we're having a really, really big day. Every time. <laughs> Every time we're having a big day, this uh, this seems to happen. Um, yeah, the CD Projekt Red thing is not till later. Not till later. Um, it's, really, it's really great how Guerrilla Games was mostly... Um, yeah, that's not what it is, Barrier. People are telling me... There's people in chat saying they have to keep refreshing. They're having trouble. Um, how do developers stay out of that hole? How do they stay away from responses like, it's just more Far Cry, or it's just more Resident Evil? I have to... I, to a certain degree, Chess Pain, to a certain degree, I think they just have to accept it. They're like, people are going to say it. Like, we're making a sequel, right? We're making a sequel. And so people are going to say it. Like, there's no way to ignore that. There's no way to avoid that. No matter what happens, right? Now, again, if there are tropes and stereotypes in the game that you could minimize, like map, just puking stuff on the map and making the player feel like they're drowning in futility, right? Like... These are all things that that can be avoided. These are all things that could potentially, uh, you know, be minimized. Um, yeah, we got another. Uh, we got another claim on the on the on the jungle one. <laughs> We're not gonna do. I can cast anything anymore. It's officially getting retired. All we do is get claims from, from, from the YouTubers, even though it's brand new content and we don't use the full video and we don't use their audio. So I can cast anything is officially dead. I, I'm sick of getting emails like that. Having to delete an entire live stream because we used a four-minute video of Red Bull Flugtog from some guy. He claimed the whole video, and I had to delete the video or I was going to get a strike. A three-hour live stream. Stupid... YouTubers out here abusing copyright. Um, it was a great idea and a great, 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 uh, great segment, but it's not worth it. We haven't, we have not successfully done it yet. We get claimed, we get claimed every freaking time. And the guy claimed the whole live stream the night where we shoutcasted Nick Merckx. The guy had the nerve to claim the whole live stream. And if I didn't take down the video in seven days, I was going to get a strike. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm absolutely done three hours of streaming and shoutcasting. I use your video for a four minute segment and you claim my entire video? You're a douche. (laughs) Like, you're a douche. You don't want me to use your video? Then claim that section. Or email me and I'll take that section out and I won't use your stuff anymore. Don't claim my entire three hour broadcast of original content, you frick. It took inspiration, but it carved out its own path as a good new IP should. Uh, these gamers aren't real gamers. I think gamers fail to realize video games are almost all the time an iteration on something that came before it. Imagine me crying about Sonic gameplay because it took inspiration from Mario. Well, I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't know. 
I don't know. No, no, no. Nick didn't do that. There's some guy that goes to all the Red Bull Flugtog events, and he claimed the whole stream. It's like the other guys would claim the section, and I would just trim that section out. I'm like, fine, frick you. I'm not giving you money. And I would yank that section out. This guy claimed the whole broadcast. It's a three-hour video. You, you, ha- you think you can claim my entire video? You have a four-minute video of people running off a bridge into water, and you think you can claim my entire video. My Patreon would do media share streams and not have issues, only stop because people kept throw, uh, throwing in music. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Hopefully YouTube is settling down. If you guys are having to refresh, we, we don't have any control over when that happens. Um, it seems to happen when we're having a strong day. I don't know if that... Why not fight it? There literally wasn't an option to fight it. It was like, delete the video in seven days or you're going to get a strike. And I was like, well, can I fight back and say it's fair use? We did that with the other videos. We fought back and said, this is fair use. So, Lazy Claim, he knows how to work YouTube. Yeah, yeah, he's using it in a way that I can't fight back. So it's just easier for me to delete the video and he gets his way than for me to fight back. Because if I fight back, he has to argue. And it's really hard to argue against fair use. I'm, I'm literally, I've got your video in frame. It's not full screen. There's no audio. And I'm talking over the entire video. It's a whole new piece of content. I don't even use the entire video a lot of the times. And I encourage people to go watch your video. So, whatever. We've got better ideas. We've got better ideas. We don't need these we don't need these people who abuse the copyright rules. Like we're not some thoughtless reaction channel. I'm not just throwing somebody's video up and sitting there in the corner and not saying anything. Like it's brand new content, but there's just I think there's too many YouTubers out there who don't play who don't play highbrow YouTube. They want to they want to be scummy cuz Doc and Zlaner and Nick, they didn't give me any grief or any trouble. Why? Because they're they're not they're not playing that game. That why would you play that game? Couldn't you say the video cut that part out and re-upload? At that point, it's not worth it. It's like a three-hour video. In terms of reviews, says uh, Panoptic, I stopped caring about sites like IGN. Uh, I only give ear to YouTubers that I follow. Yeah, I, I think. I think more often than not, the... Yeah, we're still going to do Drop Die Cast. We're going to try calling it Kill Cam Casting today, or Kill Cam Shout Cast. Um, we're going to try something new today, so keep your eyes and your ears open. Um, so, and they get free press? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, I doubt creators themselves would actually mind. In fact, I'm sure they would appreciate it. However, these folks that go around striking videos are the issue. Yeah, it just isn't worth it. <clears throat> Skill up and ACG are the go-to. Well, here's the thing. I think more and more people are doing what you guys are doing. So if you're new and you're just tuning in, there's a poll at the top of the chat. Horizon Forbidden West review. Okay, there's a lot of reviews out there. Do you let reviews influence your purchase? I think more and more people are using YouTubers and streamers because it's more organic. It's more, it's like it's live. They're sitting there playing. They can't really overlook the problems did you see the one stream that like symphony and i think it was symphony and brook ab and some other people they got paid to stream battlefield and it was it was truly awful like symphony was just laughing they were like stuck in a wall there was all these glitches and bugs but they're it's a sponsored video so they're not doing the whole like 
this is crap, this is broken, what a bad game. They're just kind of having to laugh their way through it, you know? So I think more and more people are leaning on, like, YouTubers and streamers because it's it's just more organic. You can watch three or four people and get a pretty good depiction of the game without spending a dime. Well, that's all free. You pull up YouTube, you pull up Purple, watch a couple people, and you're like, well, it looks pretty good, you know? See if it was a done deal when I saw streamers go at the demo. Seeing a streamer play the game and enjoy it usually seals the deal. So you bought Sifu because you saw a couple people playing. Right, right, right. I don't pay attention to a number. I only listen to or read what they actually say about it. Well, and that's a thing, Crowded House. We've talked about that recently. There ends up being, on some reviews, there's this giant disparity between the score and what they have to say. It's like, well, hang on a minute. You you, you gave it a 9, right? And But you have all these things that are criticizing. It actually sounds like it... It's not a it's not an almost perfect game. Two things on my mind. Players have a deep desire to return to a world they love. Devs change it up, uh, challenge and up the ante and go absolutely all in, respect the world and not mess it up. Yeah, they have to because they have you have to have you have to have just enough familiarity that it feels like it's like going from an old pair of Nike's to a new pair of Nike's, right? It, like it has to be familiar but at the same time fresh and shiny and new and it's such a hard thing to balance to be honest I usually know I'm going to buy a game before reviews reviews uh, just help me know what to expect with the issues I usually only read the bad but the bad Horizon Forbidden West reviews seem disingenuous yeah they seem really really like nitpicky it's like the lightest smallest things it's just like come on this seems just so it seems so forced. It doesn't seem like an actual, you know, oh yeah, this is really going to ruin my experience because I can buy face paint, right? Or somebody who played it on easy is saying that the weapons don't feel necessary. And it's like, yeah, that kind of tracks with playing it on easy. <laughs> that kind of tracks, you know, it, uh, it, it's, it, that seems like the experience I would expect. Uh, most games I already know if I want to buy says Robert I check reviews or gameplay of things I never saw before next gen pop in is really bad oh I'm not going to disagree with you at all on that Diaz having pop in on a PS5 I'm going to say it I'm going to use the word I think it's inexcusable that should not be happening it just shouldn't it shouldn't be happening it, it, there's no reason for it you know what I mean you've had plenty of time you've been building this game for a while you know, you want to sit here and say old gens holding the game back? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Some reviewers literally said too many weapons as a negative. How is that a negative? If there were less weapons, they'd say not enough weapons. <laughs> not enough weapons for player, you know, volition and and, uh, and build diversity. Everybody's going to be using the same weapons. What they're probably saying is, yeah, we're all using the same weapons because we wanted to get through the game quickly and it made my review more expeditious and fast to just use the weapons that I had because they were strong and invested in. That You see what I'm saying? There's a bias there. They're, they're trying to get their review done quickly. You know? Was mad that they're having the same pointless crafting having to be done mid-fight? They're having the same pointless crafting having to be done mid-fight. Oh, like re- having to make the the ammunition in the middle of a fight but that's not i don't know 
How many of the reviewers said if you win the game or not? <laughs> yeah, they all successfully won Barrier. They did. They did. I only trust reviewers that play games on easy. <laughs> Why is that? Horizon Zero Dawn definitely had some pop in. I played that for over 400 hours. It's definitely some pop in. Are there mechanics for underwater? Yes, there's mechanics for underwater in Forbidden West. Um, I've seen people... There's there's scenes of her swimming in the water and like dodging enemies. Yes, yes, yes. That's resource management. I'd rather have that than some sort of unlimited ammo cap. Well, and crafting the ammo is so easy. You literally pull up the weapon dial. Everything slows down. And didn't they say... I knew you were joking, Crowded. Didn't they say you can increase how how long how long uh, that happens? Like, how long it slows down or whatever? And you literally just hold a button down. It's like, clink, clink, clink. Just make You're just making ammo. Just ammo, ammo, ammo. And then that's it. That's the end of it. I noticed lately that reviews across all media are a problem. Paid for perfect scores, fans giving fake perfect scores, and review bombers giving zeros. It's very hard to find helpful reviews for anything. You can only hold 20 arrows at a time. Wait, you can't inc- in the first in the first game you could increase capacities. Is that not a thing? You can craft at any point. Yeah, that was how the first game was. You just craft in the middle of the fight. That was Skill-Up's criticism. The ammo crafting takes you out of combat. That never bothered me in the first. I mean... I can understand where he's coming to. I, uh, coming to. I can understand where he's coming from, of being like, when I'm in the middle of the fight, it's kind of immersion-breaking to be like, hang on a second, let me make a couple more bombs or arrows or whatever. But again, that's kind of the nature of a game like this. That's resource management. That's what, and like Eugene's saying, you can increase capacity, so you're not stuck with one capacity. In the first game, you increase, you could increase capacity for literally every ammo type that you had. You can totally increase the capacity of arrows you can have at any time. Yeah, it all depends on how many arrows you take to kill. It takes to kill a dino. If you're using just one arrow type over and over and over again, then yeah. But that's not how. I'm not going to tell somebody how they're supposed to play. But generally speaking, I think the game is designed within a framework of switching between weapons. So you're using different things. You know what I mean? Just telling me it's great is unhelpful. If the bad reviews are terrible takes, that information is of value, value to me. This 2007 D7 video looks choppy in parts. Skill tree is getting reworked. Good start. The popping issues in West could be caused by making the game on PlayStation 4. I don't know about that. There's no way to know why. It could be because they tried to do things that the engine won't allow for, which has nothing to do with the PS4. It has to do with their own engine. It has to, has to do with their own proprietary tech. Resource management is never fun. <clears throat> Listen, if you are new today and you've been trying to watch a stream and you're having difficulty, I promise you... I swear on everything that I could, it's not me. YouTube has been having issues servicing up live streams. So I am incredibly sorry that some of you guys are having to like refresh. I think some of you are even having trouble using the chat. YouTube, I think, is attempting to work on things for live streams. 
and it's causing issues. So I just want you to know, I, I take a lot of pride in, I've got separated internet for my stream. My audio is really, really good. Like I, I take a lot of pride in that. If I could fix this, I would. I would. If I could literally throw money at this to fix this, I would fix this. But YouTube has got to be doing some tinkering, and I don't know why it's causing so many issues. People complaining about having to play the game. Uh, reviews are not for gamers. They're for people who want to fanboy over games. That's incredibly sweeping and reductionist. I don't think reviews are, quote, not for gamers. I like reading reviews. Am I not a gamer? There's plenty of people here that like reading reviews. Are they not gamers, right? Like, almost 40% of the people who took the poll out of 1,000 people, close to 400 people that took the poll were like, no, I like to use reviews. They, they help me make a decision. Are they not gamers? Outside pure, for, pure survival games, everything is going to have gamey resource management. Sometimes fun, sometimes not. Crafting on the fly is better than just running over uh, item drops. Well, and one of those things, you know, that that one of the things I think that's okay with it is that it's it's so fast, and again, it's no different. Let me explain it this way. If you decide that all you want to use for a particular fight is the spear, but you have to keep remaking that ammunition because you're using that spear, that's not almost at all any different than switching weapons it's the same amount of time you pull open the weapon wheel and literally a second of time is spent switching from one weapon to the next that's the same as opening it and saying rather than switching weapons i'm gonna make more ammo for the weapon that i like do you see what do you see the point that i'm making like it's not that different does it have mouse and keyboard support well it's not launching on pc initially so it will when it gets ported I imagine I would much rather read a user review rather than some journalist on a big forum like IGN or whatever right but you can read as we did this morning I read excerpts from Polygon Eurogamer IGN VGC Game Informer and Games Radar and they all had different things that they all had different elements that they were talking about and that can give you a picture of the game like you don't you don't necessarily need to take their word for it but when you take that full scope view it's like okay this gives me an impression we're living in an information era not in the early 80s so reviewers are really for fanboy flame war once again you're not arguing anything you're just asserting you're just saying reviews are for fanboys what the frick what what do you mean the reviews help me learn that there's pop in the reviews help me learn that there might be issues with late game weapons feeling superfluous because that's what the dlc and zero dawn felt like why because i already had a bunch of great weapons why would i why would i need to do all that i already had a bunch of great weapons so why would i use these new weapons and waste time leveling them that's a that's a problem in games like this i i now know those things those things aren't meant for fanboy flame wars. What do you even mean? The irony is you're talking like a fanboy flame war person. Like, you're trying to be 
dichotomous and like breaking things into categories so oh you're you're one of i guess the enlightened ones that doesn't read game reviews like that's just as tribalistic to be dismissive and labeling to be like well these reviews are just for fanboy flame wars as you ironically talk like one yourself I never look on reviews. I can watch raw gameplay and decide from what I saw. Right, and that's what's good, Zubair, and that's good for you. If that's what you like to do, if you like to watch videos and content and see raw gameplay, that's something that works for you. But for somebody else, they'll check a review roundup like we did this morning, and that gives them that gives them an impression of the game. They're like, that's helpful. I now know, in general, the highs and the lows. There's some good things. There's potential bad things. There's there's some high points. There's some potential snags and things that might frustrate me, and maybe not. Maybe you're like, no, nah, none of that's gonna bother me. I'll give you an example. This morning we read a review that said. If you use the focus, it makes traversal too obvious and traversal isn't freeform. It's like, okay, well, traversal wasn't freeform in the first game and traversal was pretty dadgum obvious in the first game. So, (laughs) that didn't feel like a very good criticism. Now, maybe you agree with that. Maybe you like the freeform climbing in Immortals Phoenix Rising or in Breath of the Wild or the latest Assassin's Creed games and you're like, well, yeah, that's a concern that I have now is they went with a more linear, more guided, you know, traversal climb, and that might bother you. I think most people aren't going to be bothered by that because Assassin's Creed, Tomb Raider, Uncharted, and Horizon Forbidden West all kind of fall in that category of like, yeah, you can see where the dadgum handholds are. Just climb the wall. It's not meant to be a mystery like, where am I supposed to go? Like, it's not supposed to be that. It's never been that way in these games. You're not standing there scratching your head wondering how to get up a wall. It's right there in front of you. The only review I need is a flat description of what the game does and how it plays. I desire zero opinion of, or feelings. I enjoyed it or I didn't like the story is worthless unless you're my friend. Well, I do think sometimes they could say things like it's a well-told story with really good voice acting and there's lots of different characters and choices to be made. I That can be helpful. You're right. When they break it down to, I like or didn't like the story, well, okay, I, that, I, I might like it. You know, I'm not you. But when they break down the, 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 the supporting pieces and parts of the story, the script, the voice acting... Uh, the number of characters, the, maybe the importance of the things that you do and say, and maybe the choices that you make that impact the story, right? Yeah, this is a centipede shirt. This is from uh, 80s Tees. Where's centipede? All the way down there. It's about to turn into a, a, bad, a bad stream. <clears throat> Easy mode review thoughts give me no valuable information, just a dumb opinion on a game that was played in easy mode. I can't take that review with integrity or intelligence behind it. And that's totally fine, Vedger. That's your framework. Do you understand? I will never tell you as a gamer what you should value or not value or how you should analyze games. I took issue with you saying reviews are just for fanboy flame wars. Like reviews are just for fanboys. They're not they're not good information. Well, now hang on a minute. 
that's not necessarily true and I think to a certain degree I I showed pretty definitively that these reviews and these outlets can have a modicum of value whether or not you value it is fine but they're not just reduced to fanboy you know what I mean fanboy flame wars or whatever you said we live in an age of information back in the day we only had the back of the box to make the decision about the game now we have tons of advertising previews and ways to get that information they gave you a discount code? Yeah, we've worked with 80s Tees for over a year now. Yeah, use code LONO at 80stees.com. You'll get 30% off. We're also partnered with Gunner Optics now. Use the glasses command, and that'll give me credit if you buy any blue light blocking frames or sunglasses. And then the displates, you can use my command or the link below in the description. And then we're doing a big sale on the coffee. Um, We are now down into... On the Frickmas Blend... We are now down to the final 50 bags. So use code GETFRICKED to get 20% off the Frickmas blend. And when it's gone, it's gone. Uh, I could not care less about someone else's review. I'm buying it because I enjoyed the first game. ACG is my favorite because it helps me gauge if it's worth a purchase, which is the most important question. Is it worth what they are charging? like ACG because he also talks about the fun factor next to which says I care about the technical performance parts of reviews if it's buggy drops frames or it doesn't offer uh, many setting options I want to know before I go in yeah that information isn't going to be really shrouded and and covered in bias you're just going to hear whether or not there's bugs glitches crashes or issues for sure no, but it's pulled to that ground, not intentionally, but that's what happens in the end if we if we like it or not. I mean, I don't think I can disagree with that part of what you're saying. That, like, fanboys go and grab reviews and they use them to, like, have arguments, right? Th- of, okay, but that... Do you understand? That's not why reviews are written. If I give my children you know, some chopped up apples for a snack and they start throwing them at each other. Well, you wouldn't say, well, he just chops up apples so his kids can throw them at each other. No, I chopped up the apples so that they could eat them. Like reviews are not written in a way and they're not provided so that like fanboys can go and flame each other on Reddit and on Twitter. If someone's choosing to do that, that's 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 divergent that's not what reviews are meant to do reviews are meant to give you a quick overview of the game and then a quality summation like how good is it lono's reviews are different because we have granular exposure to how he engages with games we know if he sees the games the way we do we hear his commentary in real time yeah i think live streams are 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 definitely giving you an or a more organic look for for sure for sure because like if you watched the entire 50 hours of skill up playing through Horizon Forbidden West, like let's say he streamed it. He, he can't because of embargo. But let's say he streamed it or he recorded all 50 hours and he puts it in an unlisted playlist or something. You might find the pop-in to be extremely inconsequential because you're like, well, it doesn't happen that often. Somebody else might be like, dude, that's ridiculous. Somebody else might be like really angry. 
I would lean more towards the anger. It's like, I didn't buy a PlayStation 5 to play a highly anticipated sequel to have pop-in happening. That, that, what is this? I'm not playing some old indie game on a 360. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West on my PS5. That should not be happening. I would be far more tolerant of periodic issues with frame rate just because of like a really big area if a lot's going on and like it dips a little bit I'd be way more tolerant of that than tolerant of pop-ins so pop-ins is when like you literally see the texture get applied to a wall or an animal or a bush or like a building just suddenly appears um somebody getting exposed all over Twitter I, I don't know who that person is I fell in love with Undertale. I went in completely blind, but I had heard it was good, so I used review scores, but not the actual reviews. So you just took, like, the buckshot score approach. Like, okay, it's got some pretty good scores. Okay, it's worth checking out. For sure. Oh, yeah. You. I mean, you can 100%. You can 100% look at scores and get a pretty good idea about, like, how good a game is. If a game's got, like, a bunch of sixes and sevens, from the more charitable outlets and then it's got some like you know some some five and a halves and some sixes you might be like ooh that one might be one I gotta I might have to I might have to avoid that one you know that one didn't fare well anywhere like if you check all the way across the board like Metacritic like user reviews even the real favorable review outlets and if everybody's being kind of harsh you're going to be a little more hesitant. You're like, I don't know. This this game's not uh, this game's not doing so well. I think Poppin was more of a glitch. No other reviewers have mentioned the Poppin that Skill Up had. Really, the Poppin might be due to also coming on the PS4. It's a shame that with how fast the SSD is, there's still Poppin. It could be a, a an architecture thing. They might have to go in and change like how the architecture of the game works because they're like you shouldn't be able to see stuff this quickly anyway but you're on an SSD so you can (laughs) you know what I mean the way we use reviews for your personal use is objectively questionable the way you use reviews for your personal use is objectively questionable wait what are you talking about Robert yeah I mean here's a summary of the scores uh, please remove this bias media review. Stiviver, who's Stiviver? Horizon Forbidden West sixty-five, Uncharted seventy, Ghost of Tsushima seventy, Last of Us Part two eighty, Death Stranding thirty-five, Days Gone sixty, Halo Infinite ninety-five, Forza Horizon five one hundred, Psychonauts two ninety, Microsoft Flight Slim ninety five, Gears Tactics eighty five, Forza Horizon four ninety. Gee, I wonder why not a single Xbox title is scored lower than an eighty five, and nothing on the PlayStation can score higher than an eighty. <laughs> People are asking Metacritic to remove him. Oh, is he one of the official reviewers over there? If you're just tuning in, we are talking Horizon Forbidden West Review 
what do you do do you allow the poll at the top of the chat is asking do you let reviews influence your purchase hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat uh, subscribing is totally free and we're glad you're here this morning Monday through Friday I do a show just like this we take a game we take a news topic variety gaming news coverage and I am safe for work so you can subscribe in confidence a lot of people throw me on in the background like a podcast so hit that subscribe button <clears throat> you are using reviews wrong sarcasm oh 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 sorry Robert I was like what are you saying um uh Stiviver is an OZ reviewer this review had some uh, some of the odd quotes I put in the discord okay okay um everyone should just have the mindset I do five review minimum to influence the opinion on the game Oh, you only look at five reviews? The pop-in was actually a regular thing. DF would have mentioned it. Oh, Digital Foundry. Tech issues we're seeing will certainly be fixed in early updates. If it's not broken like most games these days, that's a win in and of itself. When I finally get a PS5, I'll be on version 2.2. Yeah, 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 for real. Are you planning on doing a full playthrough of the game or just a first look? I would love to do a full playthrough of the game. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This channel has doubled its sub count and we've met a lot of new people and tons of new people tune in and they tend to tune in and support when we're doing what we're doing right now. Gameplay is still a bit of a question mark. When a game is brand new, we do great. And then a couple of days later, no one cares (laughs) because they love the talk show. So it's both a good thing. It's like, I'm glad you guys love the talk show because if you're not aware, I love the talk. But <laughs> I really like to play games too. I'd love to finish these games. So we're going to take a crack at Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to do the same thing with Elden Ring. We're trying it with Lost Ark. No one's watching Lost Ark on YouTube, so it's nobody's fault. <laughs> it's half a million people are watching Lost Ark on Purple, and there was like 800 people watching Lost Ark on YouTube yesterday. So none of that's our fault. <laughs> we can't do anything about that. Um,. Survivor is given. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, they're showing how he has a disparity amongst from the actual critics. Yeah, giving Death Stranding a three. This game a seven and a half, a seven, a six, a six, a seven, and eight. And then he's all markedly lower. Uh, he's all markedly lower than like the the other reviewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trending underneath everything that Sony. Um. <clears throat> <clears throat> you mean half a million were watching asthma? Yeah, probably. Complaining about pop in and not count in asset density density is dumb. You're saying complaining about pop in instead of complaining about the numbers of assets or density. I that doesn't feel it feels like a false dichotomy that you could complain about them both in different ways. How was the experiment with the God of War playthrough? The third time we played through, it did okay. The problem was, the problem was, I we there were other things happening. There was too many big stories to like keep going. Now, God of War was also old. It came to PC, but it was also an old game. So, Horizon Forbidden West, I think, will be the true test. Lost Ark isn't faring very well because <laughs> there's... 
there's way more reasons to watch it on the other platform like gigantic reasons like the drops are pretty good so um you finished a god of war story last night epic game was epic yeah 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 very very good very good stuff uh df did mention digital foundry mentioned the popping but it happens on a few specific (coughs) there it is i was like why is my voice sounding scratchy Digital Foundry mentioned the popping, but it happens on a few specific locations only. They really, Digital Foundry really, really liked the game. Got it. They say the game is a must-play. Kind of sad you didn't give Sifu a second stream. I would have jumped on that. I didn't like it. I found the base fighting annoying. The, the player feedback in the game isn't good enough for my preferences. I think people are enjoying it and finding their way, but I think the player feedback in Sifu is bad. It's too hard to tell when you've successfully parried versus a normal block. It's too hard to tell where the unblockables are coming, high or low, when they're coming. Um, I don't know. I find the fighting in that game to be really unsatisfying. I just, I don't think it's very good, personally. Despite the bugs, uh, almost everyone is saying the game is a must-play. That's good to hear. Yeah, the reviews are very positive, even though some people are being a little persnickety. Um... I mean, this guy, the guy that people want removed from from Metacritic, gave Forbidden West a 65, you know, and then he turns around and gives Halo Infinite a 95. Like, talk about just glaring bias. (laughs) Just absolute glaring bias. Halo Infinite launched incomplete and with problems, and this guy gives it an almost perfect score, and then he turns around and gives Forbidden West a 65, even the people that are being persnickety are not giving it a 65. Like, even the even the people who like Halo, even the Halo fanboys would probably not agree with a 95 for Halo Infinite. Like, they'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, even the Halo fanboys, I think, would be like, yeah, bud, that's a little generous. <laughs> That's a, uh, that's a little generous, bro. <laughs> there was, there was a lot of problems with this game and there still are <laughs> like, man, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I said that wrong. I won the story. <laughs> that's right. A winner. A winner is you. Survivor is a team of people. The person that reviewed Horizon Forbidden West didn't review Halo Infinite oh well then does it matter I don't care if you're Voltron or a single person whoever that review outlet is they're suspect right they're suspect in his defense everybody gave Halo a huge review people well and this Hilly is right it it was a little suspicious the way they did Halo right Halo Infinite was reviewed based on the campaign do you see what I'm saying like all the reviews of Halo were the campaign not the multiplayer which is where the bulk of the problems exist (laughs) like so yeah the campaign was really good it was really solid yeah Metacritic gave the campaign an 87 and the users gave it like an A4 an an 8-4 but a 95 (laughs) <laughs> a 95 he's 10 points above the average or they I'm sorry they are 10 points above the average that's a little biased that's a little biased he gave Forbidden West a 65 a 65 <laughs> that's like a failing grade 
<laughs> you know? Horizon Forbidden West has 15, 10 out of 10 reviews. There's a difference between it's a, a scoring of 10 points and 100, is there not? After one or two updates or patches, they'll have the to also update the reviews, and then I will win. Then I will win Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> I love, I love it. That's my new favorite meme: is everybody changing their language around games. <laughs> I can't wait to win. Can't wait to win Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> what, like in a giveaway? No. When I when I when I complete and beat the game, that's me winning. <laughs> what the frick? Why are you saying it that way? I can't wait to win Elden Ring, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, that's my new favorite meme. Oh my gosh. There's a guy really getting on my nerves too in the, in the comments. Really getting on my nerves. He's 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 in my he's in my comments. And he's, and he's saying that I wouldn't think that way if I would go listen to all these uh, Korean content creators who um, who are all <coughs> excuse me who are all saying that, uh, that the game is uh, you know pay, pay to win or whatever and I'm like that's distracting from the conversation like you haven't established that it is you're just saying these people are saying that it is that you, that's a red herring. <laughs> we said conquered when I was a kid. <laughs> Orphan twin said conquered. He's his his long lost relatives were were a part of the Crusades. They passed down they passed down that linguistic like <laughs> they passed that down orally. They're like, yeah, whenever you beat something, you have conquered it. <laughs> Like, that's pretty serious, but okay. <laughs> you beat some kid at, you know, jump rope or baseball or something. Like, I have conquered you, Billy. <laughs> like, what? Each level up in Elden Ring is a win. Yeah, yeah. Survivor gave God of War an 8. Okay, then Horizon Zero Dawn a 7. Consistently an entire grade or two below average on Sony titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's cl- that's clearly the trend that we're noticing about uh, Survivor, is they're 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 just they're always lower than what everybody else thinks if it's a Sony title and if it's a if it's a Microsoft title they're always higher than what everybody else thinks like come on, come on. Also made Orphan drag around a long sword as a kid just in case. <laughs> just dragging around a sword. A winner is you. Nova, you know the yeah, you know the the reference, yeah, the wrestling game, <laughs> the wrestling game. That's right, that's right. Uh, you guys aren't far off. <laughs> uh, those old fundy churches, am I right? <laughs> those old fundies, baby, carrying around a dadgum sword. <laughs> they made you carry the family Bible to, to school. <laughs> I've, I've got to stop. I have to stop. I don't want to. <laughs> I got to stop. I got to stop. That's close to home for me. A little bit. A little bit. Not quite as much as others. Not quite as much as others. But it is a little bit close to home. <laughs> uh, Starman was the best. Yeah, his little kick that he would do. Starman was awesome. His little spin kick. Like, somebody would come running across and you'd, like, spin kick him. Oh, that was so satisfying. It was so good. 
your family with something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, are you from my hometown? How'd you know I did that? Um, <laughs> now we go into the rabbit hole. Hey, if you're just tuning in and you're enjoying the show, remember to hit subscribe. We had a huge day on the channel. We had a huge day in spite of YouTube crapping the bed an hour into the stream. Like, we didn't even get an hour. We, no, we got 20 minutes in and we had problems. And then we got an hour in and YouTube had problems. It's like, gee, many Christmas. Um, Starman's a beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was the one guy's name? King Corn Karn? <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way that's that's allowed today. <laughs> and he had like a jump chop. He would like he would like jump chop. King Corn Karn, dude. Oh, I pay, take personal offense to your win memes. Well, that's a win in my book. <laughs> that's a win. That's a win in my book. I'll take that win. And I didn't even have to pay for it. <laughs> uh, what's this win thing about? Oh, I, we're not bringing back the debate from yesterday. If you want to go watch a great back and forth debate, watch yesterday's stream about is Lost Ark pay to win? I went back and re-listened to it this morning and I was like making sure, I was like, was I consistent? Did I continue to make the same points or was I all over the place? And I was like, no, I, I, was, I was very, very consistent. And, uh, I had a guy in my comments this morning. He went to every single, every single time I commented to somebody, he like replied and was like, Lono is just ignorant about how MMORPGs work. He should listen to all these other people who have already played the game. I'm like, so red herring fallacy. Oh, and we're going to do fallacy of the expert or the appeal to authority fallacy. What the frick? Just because other people have played the game and have and agree with you doesn't make you right. There's plenty of people that have played the game in the Korean market that don't think it's pay to win. Does that make me right? Like, the frick. But you gotta go watch the VOD. Have a great day. Uh, I hope your stream goes well. I win. (laughs) We'll just all declare ourselves winners. Like, alright, man. Take it easy, buddy. I win, by the way. I'm the winner. Alright, I'm out. Just leave. Just leave the room. Essentially, yesterday during the pay to win lost art discussion, people started saying that the win and pay to win was progressing or beating a game. Yeah, and we I started making fun of that. I started memeing on it. I was like, winning it in, in, in a single player game or like a Borderlands or an ESO. Like, I'm winning! I'm winning! <laughs> like, we don't talk like that. <laughs> no one thinks in those categories until it's time to argue. Then all, all of a sudden they're like, well, no, I actually well, the progressing is winning. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> You've never said or thought that before this day. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> I think we should bring back congratulation uh, for when we win a game. I totally won Horizon Zero Dawn li- nat, uh, last night. Oh, congratulation. Congratulation with no S? Who says that? If you're just tuning in, we are discussing Horizon Forbidden West review, and we want to know what you think at the top of the chat do you let reviews influence your purchase? Is that something that you do? If you're enjoying the talk show, the vibe, the back and forth, smash the like button. We have almost uh, 400 likes. We've had a great turnout today. Um, make sure and hit subscribe if you haven't already. We've gotten a ton of new subscribers today as well. Love seeing that sub count go up. Um, uh, ouch. Uh... 
Um, yeah, no, 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 no. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And there you go. Mm-mm. Can't do that. Can't call my character into question. Delete. One singular congrat. <laughs> even free to play games aren't totally free. Well, no, that's not even that's a nonsensical statement. <laughs> Free-to-play games aren't totally free. There's microtransactions. Okay, but that's not what free-to-play means. Free-to-play means you can go play it and spend zero dollars. That's what free-to-play means. So you're, 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 that's, is that, that's being pedantic, I think. The concept of winning when you did was first introduced by Kanye taking the mic from Taylor Swift. (laughs) Stop. I mean, Super Smash Brothers does that. Yeah, one of the reviewers says souls like. I put my credit card, oh my my, my credit card away, or rogue like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If the reviewer is reviewing the game and they're like, it's a little souls like, and you're like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> you put your you put your money away, <laughs> like oh, okay, it's a rogue like. Oh, all right. Well, thanks, thanks for your presentation. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. I almost forgot Kanye did that. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but Beyonce had the best album of all time. <laughs> oh, he's a... He, <laughs> I've never seen such a juxtaposition of a person before. How can you be both a genius and a fool? I don't get it. I do not get it. How does he do it? <laughs> how, how, how are you both brilliant and foolish at the same time like such an odd such an odd cocktail of a person Kanye <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish <laughs> man is a menace uh it's just ye now wait yay yay it's just yay or ye how does he pronounce it yay or ye hear ye hear ye <laughs> oh brother what is he doing now with SNL? I don't know. I've not been paying attention to SNL. <clears throat> He's tipping the scale hard in the foolish direction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay as in yay. Okay. He lost me at yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh Probably because he's mentally ill. I mean, I do think he... I actually do think Kanye's got some actual mental problems, but I mean, I, I, I it's not for me to diagnose him, but it does seem like he needs to maybe get some professional help. <laughs> maybe. That's not something to laugh at, but, you know, he, he does seem like he's got some issues. In the Court of Kings, normally the Jester tells the truth. Lord West has spoken. Yeah. It takes over two years to get max level in Lost Ark if you don't spend cash. It means you will never be max level... Because a patch will come out before that, making the gear obsolete. I don't trust those number crunches, Fairyman. I've seen those number crunches before, and there's always something about them that's misleading. I've every single time this has happened in all the years that I've covered games. Okay, somebody always does this. They go to Reddit, they crunch some numbers, and they're like, "It's gonna take you two years." and a thousand hours a month to get everything or max level or whatever the frig, right? And they end up doing it in a really underhanded way. Every time I see those summaries, I'm always like, I don't know. That that doesn't 
that doesn't sway me because it's been done before we played Rampage one morning got all the way to the end it just says congratulations at the end yeah the whole United States is like black and it's just like congratulations and then that's over that doesn't there's no credits there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing I've hated him since he let a, left a crowd of 100,000 shrimp balls at Bonnaroo waiting five hours to see this amazing set. He played for an hour and the sun came up ruining the set. Really? But you can pay to get max level in one day. How do you pay to get max level in one day? Explain that. To, no, don't explain that to me. I, we're not we're not hijacking today's stream to re, rehash that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. We're not doing that. I was one in the crowd. It was a waste of good hallucinations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is can you pay? Can you pay for power? NFT winning? Yes, pay to win. Win. <laughs> yeah, NFTs. NFTs are definitely. Uh, sounds like a personal peeve. Yeah, it's a personal thing for him, for for Eugene. He's like, I was literally there, bro. <laughs> he made us wait for five hours. I miss the old Kanye. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. Uh, if he gets professional help, his music will suffer more. Maybe, maybe, probably. I mean, I think that's one of the things. Is like a lot of the geniuses out there. That's that ends up being a thing, you know. Do they have a Cyberpunk patch 1.5 overview? New weapons, additional apartments, hairdressing, rebalance gameplay economy, ray trace local shadows, various visuals, spatial headphone audio, improved crowd reactions, dual sense controller features. Man, it's so funny. Do you remember that leak that we covered and everybody said that it wasn't true because one guy said that, quote, this doesn't add up? And here we sit... Patch 1.5 is bringing new weapons and additional apartments, hairdressing. This is all from the leak. This is all from the leak that we covered. And I had everybody coming in and getting up my nose telling me, this has been dismissed and debunked. Yeah, by a generic vague tweet. Once again. Once again people just jump into those conclusions the guy said it doesn't add up this is all what was in the leak this is everything but release date omnipotent has basically shut down any bloodborne updates for the foreseeable future oh no really shoot well i didn't cover that leak with fervor wheezy i covered the cyberpunk one with a bit of fervor i was like this seems reliable this seems real and I kept getting told by people well he tweeted that it doesn't add up okay but that that's not him saying that it's not true it sounded like he was saying it doesn't add up as in like that something's not right here there's probably things baked into the leak that either aren't true or maybe there was some exaggeration but that list right there is almost everything we covered in the leak I've watched any I've watched any reviews for what's the main consensus game of the year? Oh, you haven't. And I don't think that this given what we've read, 
I don't think the general consensus is game of the year. I think the consensus is this is very, very much worth playing, okay? And the, um, it's really, really worth playing, and it has some issues with maybe some pop-in. There's some people taking issue with, you know, um, different things about quantity of weapons or some of the really really late end game weapons don't seem you know don't seem worth it you know why you don't you don't have they, they don't you don't feel like you have to use them some of that's a thing that existed in the first game uh, horizon zero dawn uh, horizon zero dawn did something similar with the DLC um, you got the DLC for horizon zero dawn and you didn't really need to use any of the new weapons because you already had a bunch of weapons that were really strong. So the Horizon Forbidden West weapons will probably fall into similar categories. You're going to get mid to late game, and if they're introducing stuff, you know, if they're introducing weapons then, you might be like, yeah, I don't need to use these or invest in these. I've already got a bunch of good weapons. These new weapons don't feel necessary. Does that make sense? Any reviews specifically about the PS4 version? Or one that played the version. Oh, I don't know if any of the reviews out there have... If, if there's any... Um, let me see if I can find you one. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West PS4 review. Let's see if there is one. Let's see if anybody wrote one. Do, 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 uh, a fantastic iteration on the PS4 Classic. This review. Horizon Forbidden West PS5, PS4 resolution and performance modes explained... Horizon Forbidden West plays just fine on the PS4. Okay, here, here's here's one from The Verge. Um, written yesterday. Let me pull it up. So it looks like The Verge uh, has, has one that they wrote yesterday about this particular subject. Let us uh, take a look. To test this, I played through the first few hours of the game on both consoles, a launch version of the PS5 and a base PS4 model. In terms of pure visuals, the difference is negligible. Textures on the PS5 are smoother, there's more detail in some scenes, and overall the image looks cleaner. There's some noticeable pop-in on the PS4, particularly during cutscenes, but no major graphical hitches. These issues are also a bit more noticeable when you're moving very fast on one of the game's mounts, uh, and the world is speeding past. The most glaring difference in my experience is that Aloy's hair looks more realistic on the PS5, particularly as it moves around while she's jumping. The fact that when you put images of the two side by side, it can be hard to tell which is which. Here are a few spoiler, few screenshots. Well, screenshots don't tell anything other than, like, lighting and texture vibrancy. Um... Okay, really, on the PS4, Forbidden West looks and feels a lot like its predecessor, uh, which isn't a bad thing. The original Horizon was a beautiful game. The sequel feels uh, features a broader range of machines to battle, environments to explore. It is still very pretty to look at. Uh, it should also be noted that both Forbidden West and its predecessor were built using the same engine, which was also used for games like Death Stranding. There are, of course, other benefits to playing on the PS5 beyond pure visual fidelity. Like many games on the platform, Horizon Forbidden West has two graphics options. One that favors resolution, another that offers higher frame rate. As with most action games, whether it's Control or The Last of Us, Horizon benefits from smoother gameplay that comes from support from better frame rates. It's particularly noticeable when you're in a hectic fight 
with multiple enemies attacking and firing projectiles while your character rolls around firing arrows. Forbidden West doesn't run poorly on the PS4 in my experience, though it will probably make your console fan get loud, but playing with an improved frame rate is a very welcome change in that regard. So it sounds like they're saying it's it's super noticeable in hectic combat, it's super noticeable uh, with respect to frame rate, which affects combat. And they say, elsewhere, the upgrades are less noticeable. You get some nice feedback in the PS5 DualSense controller when firing an arrow, but it's nothing groundbreaking as the realistic rumble and tension on display in Astro's Playroom. I also didn't notice a huge difference in load times between the two versions of the game. Really? I also didn't notice a huge difference in load times between the two versions of the game. I have serious doubts about that. There's no way. The first Horizon... Horizon Zero Dawn has serious load time. So I'm imagining that the next game would also have serious load time on the PS4. That can't be... That can't be accurate. Other outlets are saying load times are twice as fast. Okay, yeah. That's... That's making this read a little... uh, It's kind of like, yeah, it runs great on the PS4. Even the load times aren't that noticeable. Are you sure about that, Clark? (laughs) Last month, Sony released the Uncharted Legacy Thieves Collection, which bundled the two games for the new console. The upgrades for Uncharted Collection are very similar to what you can expect from PS4 to PS5 with Forbidden West. It's a little prettier and a little bit smoother, but otherwise the games are nearly identical. Doubt. Doubt. So, you're telling me that the upgrades to the Uncharted collection are similar to what we can expect going from the PS4 to the PS5 on Forbidden West? PS5 was 4 seconds, the PS4 Pro was 68, PS4 standard was 55 seconds. Uncharted Legacy Collection is a huge step from the PS4. I don't. I don't know though. Like th- this doesn't. This sounds like he's really trying to understate the differences. This is written by. Um, <clears throat> this is on the Verge. Andrew Webster wrote this. I'm having a, s- a serious, serious doubts that that the differences are are that minimal, and that like load times not noticeable. <clears throat> the first time I played Ghost of Tsushima with the updated load times. I, I like went to talk to chat and I was like I was like guys was there was that no was that no load time I was like was that no load time and I, I fast traveled a couple more times to show it off I was like there's 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 no load time it it literally took me by surprise as a dev on this game I kind of wish I could comment on some of the technical things, but you know, communication guidelines and such. Enjoying your coverage, though, and hope you enjoy the game. Oh, you actually worked on the game? What can you say? Um. Who remembers The Verge anyways? Remember that PC build? I don't know what you're talking about. I try not to do the whole, like, 
like, don't read from that outlet. They're bad. Like, I just, I try to read them all. I literally searched for somebody who reviewed the PS4 version of the game. That's what I was looking for. Did you hear the PS5 costs 12 bucks more, but if you pay for the PS4 version, you get the free upgrade? Uh, for the PS5 shady business? Yeah, I don't like that people are promoting that. I think that I think the gaming review outlets that are telling people to buy it on PS4 to save the ten dollars, I think that they're they're they should be ashamed of themselves. I think that they're awful for doing that. I do. I do. No different than when who was it that was promoting the fact that you could pirate Metroid Dread the day like the week it came out? Some some gaming news outlet was like promoting the fact that you could pirate Metroid Dread. I was like, frick you. Get the frick out of the industry. Get out of the industry. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, if you buy it on your PlayStation 4, you can get a free upgrade. Get the frick out of the industry. They're awful? Yes. Yes. The Gorilla spent a bunch of extra time, money, and and resources to give us all this great stuff on the PS5. And then you're going to go and buy it for the PS4 and get a free upgrade to save $10. You got some review outlet that convinced 100,000 people to do that? That's 100,000 people times $10. The frick are you doing? Why? Why are you promoting that? Are they just advertising what Sony advertised? No! Sony said, if you buy the game on the PlayStation 4, and then later on down the line you want to play it on your PS5, we'll give you the free upgrade. That's just good customer service. And then you got these review outlets and these gaming these gaming news outlets basically encouraging people to use a loophole to, to save $10. The whole idea of the upgrade was to assure people buying it on PS4 they could later play it. That's yes, that's the point of it. There's something called you know, intention, and the intention of that upgrade is not so you can dust off your PS4 and take it out of the closet or Billy's room or whatever. We better make sure and buy the game here and save my $10. And you got these review outlets and these YouTubers encouraging people to do it. Frick you. Frick you for doing that. Are you saying those $10 I was going uh, to the pocket of the devs because I know you're mistaking what you're saying because the extra money goes to PlayStation? Do you actually think you're going to educate me on how the video game industry works right now? You think you're going to do that? Do you honestly think that that's true? That Gorilla sees $0 dependent upon the sales of the game and the profit margins? You actually think that that's true? That all money goes to Sony and Gorilla's just happy to deliver a game? No! that They are paid in accordance to margins on the game's commercial success. And if you convince 100,000 people or more, who knows how many people are going to do that crap? There's 120 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. And you just convinced a bunch of people to, to save $10... And we're all crying and whining about old Jen holding back Horizon Forbidden West. And Gorilla's like, we're going to spend time, resources, and energy to add things to this game so it looks spectacular on the PS5. And people are like, but I don't want to pay for it. Frick you. You are what's wrong with the industry.
You are what's wrong with the video game industry. Entitled, whiny, overly critical, penny-pinching nothings. You're not good for the industry. It's so irritating to see the hypocrisy. Just crying and complaining about just the lack of upgrades. It just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good enough. Oh, old gen's holding it back. And they're like, oh, we added all these great features. And it's going to be $10 more on the PS5. Well, I don't want to give you $10 more for more value or more quality. You should just give it to me for free. Because that's good for the industry. That's going to incentivize more companies to invest in next gen. A bunch of whiny, corner-cutting, loophole-taking, penny-pinching, entitled gamers. That's what they're going to do. They're going to invest in you, you bunch of babies. Get the frick out of the industry. You're bad for it. So, it's so exhausting. Only Sony does this. Everybody else should be doing this. Charge for value. Charge for work. That's what you should be doing. Do you want better games? Do you want better features? Then pay for it. I, I bought cartridges for $50 and $60 in the 90s. And we, and we want to act like a $10 price increase is like, it's, oh, this is just clutching our pearls. Gee, many Christmas. <clears throat> Hear me out. It's not like the game is built. Hang on a second. It's not like the game is built from the ground up for the PS5, so I got to pay for what? This is why the game should have just been made for the PS5. What do you mean you got to pay for what? You got to pay for all the new features. You think cinematic lighting throughout the entire game on PS5, 3D audio, haptic feedback, you think all those texture and lighting upgrades, the performance, the frame rate, you think that that they just clicked a couple buttons? That had to be built. The cinematic lighting in Horizon Forbidden West doesn't exist on the PS4. That had to be created by a team of people. It should cost more money. Go to the store and buy a DVD and then buy a Blu-ray that looks way cooler and looks awesome and has all this extra stuff and all these extra features. Is it the same as the DVD? No, it's not. PC makes it look bad. It's bad optics. No, that's a false equivalency. There is a gigantic difference between creating a game on PC that has a range of performance and actually going in and adding new system-specific features. That's a false equivalency. If you build a game for PC and you run it on a beast system or a potato, there's a range of performance and you don't have to pay... Ugh, I hit my coffee. You don't have to pay for the range of performance. That's true. But that's not equal to them saying we're going to add system-specific features to the PlayStation 5. You're mad at the wrong people. It's Sony's fault. Why should I pay for their mistake? What do you mean their mistake? How is it their mistake to do something for the customer? How is that a mistake? Hey, if you buy the game on the PS4, we'll give you a free upgrade later on if you have a PS5. That's not a mistake. That's customer service. How is that a mistake? Taking advantage of it, promoting it, making videos and blogs and articles, encouraging people to take this loophole, that 
I have an issue with. Imagine, imagine uh, a local business <clears throat> offers some coupon, right? And the coupon tells people they can do this thing to get this discount or whatever. And then some local news stations like, hey, did you guys know if you do this thing, there's a loophole and you can save $10 and you get all these people to go in and basically disrupt and run amok and mess with their margins because some stupid newscaster or some podcaster encourages people to use this loophole. Well, you'd be pretty angry, right? You'd be like, oh, that poor little mom and pop shop. But like, we, th- we, we think of video game companies and production companies as these evil entities and the, and the, and the less money we give them, the more we win. Yeah, give them less money. Yeah, we don't want to see them make a lot of money. Yeah, because making a lot of money can certainly, you know, I don't know, help the next project. It's not really a loophole. It's a loophole. It's not the way it's intended to be used. That's not how they promoted it. It's a loophole. East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip. As a PC player, this entire combo is weird to me. Interesting topic, though. Love the debates. (laughs) Okay. I'll, I'll connect it for you PC guys. I'll connect it to you, right? I want you to imagine that a brand new video card comes out and it's the 4020 or something, okay? It's a crazy video card. And some PC game researches the card and researches some new technology, some new texture lighting technology. <clears throat> and, he's, and, and, and the company says, hey, we have this hyper-threaded... 8k texture pack that we built for our game and you can buy it for $10 that's the equivalency if they took the time to specifically build something that only works on that video card and they spend a ton of time building it crafting it making it okay and and they optionally give you that like here you go for the $10 that's the equivalency like Gorilla took the time to add things specifically for the PlayStation 5. We had this same thing. We had this same discussion when they added things to the Tsushima Director's Cut that you could only get on the PS5 and it was 10 more dollars. We had the same discussion back then. They went and recoded all the cutscenes. They added 3D audio. Uh, I forget the other things they did. There was like two or three other things they did. But they do that for free? I don't care if they do it for free, Wheezy. They had they would have every right to charge for it. They would have every right to charge for it if they wanted. That's the point that I'm making. Call of Duty has 4K textures on PC and it's all free. Right. I'm saying they would have every right if new technology entered the picture and they went back into their game and added a bunch of extra stuff and said, hey, we're selling this as an optional thing if you want it. That, that's the equivalency like the developers are looking at the PS5 and saying there's new cool awesome stuff that we can do let's do it and what does the gaming community do we don't back it we don't well here's the loophole to save ten dollars ten more dollars yeah this is dishonest this is deceptive no it's not What's deceptive is encouraging people to take a loophole and buy the game on a system they never intend to play it on to save $10. That's, ironically, deceptive. 
like th the gaming community is its own worst enemy because we ravenously fight and claw for better quality and better games stop launching half-baked games stop launching broken games and then we pinch every penny nickel and dime and act like no company has a right to charge for more than $60 or have no right to charge for anything really just give it us all for nothing basically there are games that go back and do something like the Metro game added ray tracing and dual send support for free on PC right and at times they do that because they're experimenting for the next game Wheezy and it's well worth their efforts you think the God of War 4K checkerboard 60 FPS upgrade on the PS5 was just because they felt like being nice? No, they were experimenting with the game and the engine, likely relating to what they could do with Ragnarok. They were testing the engine's you know, agility, elasticity, and adaptability to the PS5 architecture. So like, yes, that is true. They sometimes do it for free, and other times they bake it into something like a director's cut and charge you money for it. There's no industry standard here. So let's not pretend that there's some industry standard that if a company makes a game for PS4 and PS5, the PS5 version being more expensive, why is that a problem? It shouldn't be a problem. They put more in it. It's a more robust product. It's the difference between a DVD and a Blu-ray. You're getting more. There was more work involved. It's more expensive. That's the way almost, <laughs> that's the way like almost every form of digital entertainment exists in that way. You want more, you pay more. But gamers are like, no, no, no. I bought a PS5, which means I don't have to pay extra for anything from here on to eternity. I should get all that stuff for free. I don't think it's a clear comparison on PC. It doesn't get added as paid when they do upgrades on, like on PC. Okay, you're ignoring what I said, Wheezy. I'm saying they could if they wanted to. So now that you've said that twice and I've said that twice, can we move on from that? Like, we've already said that. It's exhausting to have to retread statements that have already been made. I acknowledge that they don't charge. I said they'd have every right to charge if they wanted to because it was actual work, production, and resources that if they feel like turning into a profit, they can. They have every right to charge for that. I acknowledge your point, and that's what I said in response. I'm not saying it's an industry standard. I'm not saying the industry standard is they charge every time. I'm saying they have every right to charge. They do. What PC devs are going back 10 years and upgrading their games and not charging for the remaster or the remake? Yeah, that's a good point. Remasters and remakes are costing money. Texture packs, sure, no. But when they go back and repackage and remaster and remake a game, they 100% charge money for that. $5 from Greenside. So me buying games at Walmart for $10 cheaper than anywhere else is bad? No, 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 no. If you find something on sale, Greenside, that's just you being a, a, um, a good consumer. Finding something on sale is not using a loophole to save $10. Listen, I'm not even really coming down on the people doing it. I'm irritated with gaming outlets, gaming review outlets that profit from these games' existence. There is an entire industry of people who write reviews and make videos. I'm one of those people. And you turn like 
some kind of a zero self-awareness cannibal and you bite the hand that feeds you and you tell people hey you could get this for ten dollars cheaper if you do this loophole let's take money from the developers pockets (laughs) as you make money off of the game and the early access and the reviews what the frick where's the self-awareness you turn and bite the hand that feeds you these games literally put money in the bank for you their existence puts money in the bank for you and you're gonna turn and bite that hand imagine your boss coming to you and saying hey you're going to do extra work for our clients and you can either get paid for it or not get paid for it (laughs) doesn't go to the devs yes it does yes it does the devs are paid Almost in every one of these instances, the devs are paid royalties in accordance with the commercial success of the game. And if you convince 100 to 200,000 people to save $10 through a loophole, that's a ton of money. That's a ton of money. There's 120 million of these consoles in existence. And the last game sold, what, like 10? How many copies? 10 or 20 million copies. Horizon Zero Dawn, HGD sells how many million? 20 million. (laughs) 20 million people bought this the first one so the 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 next the next game is going to come out and likely will 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 rival those sales and if a percentage of those people decide to save that ten dollars like how many how many people have the, the ps5 now right like 10 10 million hundred thousand people saving ten dollars is a one million that's what I mean like when I look at this, I look at this from a simple economic standpoint. If I'm a publisher and I'm a developer and I see the public reacting to like an increase in ten dollars as being a problem, and and they're calling they're calling Sony's pricing deceptive. What the frick? No, it's not deceptive at all. They they said that they were going to be charging more for PS5 games. They said that. We're the ones that read those reviews and buy those magazines. We the consumers are the ones that feed those outlets. Uh. They're pets to us, not the corporations. But come on. When you get early access to a game to make a review, that's essentially a form of payment. That early access review makes you money. Frick. I wasn't watching the time. I gotta schedule the next stream. How many of that 20 million got it on sale? A sale is different, Mo. There's an economic reality of devaluation of the product, and the devaluation of the product typically has to do with how long it's been out because its relevancy drops, and when its relevancy drops, its values drop, the value perception of the consumer goes down. And when the value perception of the consumer goes down, they expect the price to be declined or discounted. And when that discount is given, it's understood that you are taking advantage of waiting or looking for a sale. That is not the same as buying it on your old PS4 so you can save $10 and then install it on your on your PS5. I am 100% against it. I, I, do, I do not think that's the right uh, the, the right course to take. I, I don't like it. I don't like the way that it feels. So, there's just something there's something about it that just feels so contradictory to, to, to gripe and complain about lack of quality and games not being finished and oh old gens holding back horizon forbidden west and then we're going to turn around and do everything we can to deny economic and monetary support 
to the very things we've been asking for. Better quality, better polish, better next-gen features. These are all things that we've been wanting. And then we're like, yeah, I'm not going to give you the $10. The free PS4 to PS5 upgrade is there for PS4 owners during the transition to PS5 so they don't have to buy the game again since they already own it. And so it incentivizes them to do so. Yeah, it's not meant for PS5 owners to save $10. The f- get the frick out of here. You know that's not the intention of it. That's not why that dis- that's not why they're doing it. It's not why they're doing it. We got a huge surge in viewership for that rant. Listen, I am not judging you if you decide to do the the loophole to save the $10. I'm not judging you. I'm simply saying I find it to be contradictory and hypocritical in light of the current narrative in the gaming community. In light of the current narrative in the gaming community, this 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 desire for better quality, this desire for improvement and and more things on next gen, but then we're going to be like, "Oh yeah, let's not let's not let's not pay for it." You sound like a businessman and not a consumer. If you can save the money with a free upgrade, it'll happen. No, I I sound like a consumer that's concerned about uh, an industry uh, self-destroying itself and cannibalizing itself. That's what I'm concerned about. You're not getting a true next-gen game, though. It's built from the ground up on PS4. (laughs) That's, That's simply not true. That's simply not true. The architectures between the systems are so similar. They're so similar. To act like a game being built with an the, the same engine so so you're presuming that's that, that that's fallacious to presume that they would have what what would they have done if they didn't build it for the ps4 got a brand new engine what what features do you're lacking you're arguing against an an, an illusory ideal that doesn't exist you have no idea what game they would have made and i gotta tell you something we wouldn't be playing it this week we wouldn't be because the PS5 dev kits weren't in circulation when they started working on this game or when they started working on God of War Ragnarok. You'd be playing Horizon Forbidden West like two years from now. And this ideal, imagined and presumed ideal that you're arguing against is so presumptive and not substantive. There's no way for you to know that there would have been a giant difference between Horizon Forbidden West this Friday and the presumed imagined idea one they would have built if they would have just built it for PS5 you have no idea that it would have been that much better you have no idea it's all argued from presumption and imagination Ratchet Dev said the game literally could not be made on PS4 that's specific to Ratchet and certain things they did on Ratchet with instantaneous load time and the Rift system. That does not mean, see what you're doing? You're, that's that's a logical fallacy. You're taking A and you're saying, well, A is true, so it's true for B as well. Nope. Ratchet was made for PS5 and couldn't be made for PS4. Therefore, any game made for uh, for PS4 and PS5 it, it is held back. No, no, non sequitur. That's not no. That's not true. It doesn't follow because Ratchet's a completely different game and a completely different engine and a completely different vision for what they wanted that game to be. That's in a logical way to argue. That's not logically sound. There is plenty of things that they're doing 
in Horizon Zero Dawn that are taking advantage of the PS5 and its power and its fidelity and it looks amazing. There, It's a presumed, assumed thing that, oh, it's being held back. There's all these things they could have done. Isn't it self-explanatory? It's held back by eight-year hardware. Tell that to tell that to um, God of War on PC. Tell that to God of War on PC. Look at that game. Does that look like some old eight-year-old game on PC? No, it doesn't. Why? Because these games and the engines that they run on can have their have their settings and their fidelity and all their things cranked all the way up, and they can look amazing. They can look like a next-gen game. Now, you're imagining there's some feature that they could have done with, I guess, with the instantaneous load that, well, they, I guess that we, we can't do that because we're building it for the PlayStation 4. By this logic, every game is held back by 10-year-old crappy PCs that they still allow the games to be run on. That's exactly right. Engines are elastic. They're agile. They, they, engines are not, like, I'm, I'm going to make my point to you another way. Let me see if I can convince you this way, Dark Taco. The God of War port brought about the dialogue from Corey Barlog that the studios were pressuring Sony to let them put the games on PC. Why, pray tell, do you think they were doing that? Because the games themselves are capable of adapting and adjusting to stronger tech and being amazing. The games and the engines themselves are fine. They're not restricted in what they've built now they're restricted in what they look like when you play it on a playstation 4 frame rate and all that it's just not strong enough but the game and the engine the the devs and the studios are like please let us put these games on pc they're so good the engines are the, the engines can do it and look what we got zero dawn days gone and god of war amazing zero dawn was rough as a port but the other two Amazing, record-breaking PC ports. They look amazing. They look wonderful on PC. There's not a single moment where I played either Days Gone or, or, or God of War and thought, oh my gosh, this is, like a, this is like an eight-year-old game. I thought, no. This game was built for PC. It was built for something this strong. You can sense it. You can sense it in the engine, in the textures, in the cutscenes. Like, this is, this is magnificent-looking. Uh, Luca with a two dollars. <throat> I also have a PS4 and should pay eighty to play on both. Well, I don't agree with that. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Following your logic, should they have charged ten more dollars for Horizon Zero Dawn, making Horizon Forbidden West that much better? You're not following my logic. I've never said anything to indicate that Horizon Zero Dawn should have been more expensive to help the next game. That's not what I've argued. That is. That is not even remotely what I've argued. I have argued that when a game developer takes the time to add new tech and platform specific features they are well within their right to charge money for that it's it's akin to a DLC it's something that they took the time to build to make your experience better and it should cost money this idea that we should expect a developer to take extra time and extra work to add all this stuff for the PlayStation 5 and then not charge money for it, I think that is a reckless posture as a consumer. You're asking for more and you're unwilling to pay for it. That's not good consumerism. 
being thrifty isn't the same as being foolishly entitled. It's not the same. It's not the same. Don't take that as an insult. I'm not saying that you're foolishly entitled if you're trying to save money. Prove $10 extra will make games better. Games have been releasing garbage for a decade. 10 extra dollars isn't going to change anything. So you think when games sell at 10 and 20 million dollars a pop, if they were making an extra $10 on each one sold, you don't think that would make a difference in their budgets and their scalability and their hireability and their quality control? You think their razor thin margins and their their bloated budgets and their their struggle, their struggle to to even they can't even keep quality assurance people on staff because it's just too expensive. They have to put them on t- they're all temp hires because it doesn't make sense to pay them to sit around. A game sells 10 million copies, an extra $10 a piece. What You don't think that would help them expand and, and hire more people, have a larger budget? Maybe maybe, maybe they could have slower dev cycles and slower dev times because they have more money they, like, and they're more profitable, so they don't feel like they have to rush a deadline. It would just go into the CEO's pockets. I love, I love when people presume their cynicism is reality. Yeah, you're right, you're right record-breaking video game sales and if they were charging more it would all go to the ceo's pockets you're right that's a very factual and logical way to argue a point come on cliff luca with another two dollars no it actually costs 80s to get it for both no it doesn't no it doesn't luca you can buy horizon forbidden west for 60 dollars, and then you can play it later for the upgrade is free you can play it later on ps5 I wouldn't pay 70 but I want to have it on PS4 too. Homie, you 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 are misunderstanding. That is not true. You do not have to pay that. Game publishers are making more money than ever and the $70 price tag isn't uh, ubiquitous yet. Isn't proving the point that extra revenue isn't changing anything. Extra revenue hasn't impacted the industry yet. It hasn't it, like it's not standard. It isn't it isn't a standard at all. Because Sony over the last 20 years hasn't invested and built up their first parties. This isn't Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, I think we can prove pretty definitively that Sony does an excellent job reinvesting in their first party titles. Or, or reinvesting in amazing first party titles. Ratchet, Returnal, like, look at these games. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Miles Morales is w- literally one of the most commercially sex- successful video games, like, ever or something. That's the point. They're making more money than ever. Yeah, and look at what Sony's doing with it. Look at their first-party quality. Why do you think they win Game of the Year so often? Why, why do you think they win? Why, why do you think they win Game of the Year so often? This is the man selling overpriced coffee. Oh, thanks for the commercial, guys. Make sure and order some Rageless Roast. We have a Get Fricked in February discount going on right now. The Get Fricked uh, code will get you 20% off our Holiday Blend coffee and uh, appreciate your snide remark giving me an opportunity to promote something that provides for my family. Thanks for that. <laughs> then you're going to bait me that easily? Really? I've actually been told by three different coffee snobs that we're not charging enough, but... Thanks for your uh, your opportunity to promote my product. To me, it leads to greed. Execs see the money, want more money, realize that if they charge $10 more, if they keep the teams the same size, timelines, razor thins, more money in my opinion, says Jake. Yeah, I, I don't buy into to the 
corporate corporations are evil cynicism narrative I don't and here's why you're right about one thing right you're right about one thing greed drives innovation greed drives profit greed drives these companies okay it drives it and if they're making really really good money on a product or a project they are now incentivized to further invest in that product why do you think we have three coffee flavors instead of just one because it was doing well and we wanted to reinvest in it we wanted to do more why well it's getting support more money for my kids for my family for pay off my house whatever whatever my motivations are so when corporations see a rise in profit and a rise in money from particular projects and they see it's being supported by consumers they're, they're gonna be like well i'm gonna well let's keep investing in this holy crap we're making great money off this project we're making great money off this ip when I see a whiny consumer base that is going to lose their shirt over $10 and try and take loopholes, they're going to be like, you know what? They're going to do the very thing that you're worried about doing. Yeah, no, we were going to expand and bring in new departments and really work on next-gen graphical fidelity and features, but, you know, the, the consumers aren't supporting it. <laughs> they don't want to pay for it. So, we're not going to invest in this. Greed drives innovation. No, it does not. Think about it. It makes more sense to sell an incomplete product and monetize the rest of the part than sell the whole product. Greed hinders innovation. If you don't think greed drives innovation, you've not been paying attention to the technology world, like, at all. (laughs) Like, just do a little bit of research on technological advancements and investment firms and venture capitalists and try to act like greed doesn't drive innovation. Who do you think funds all the innovation and the tech breakthroughs? Who do you think funds that? Who? Kind old grandpas? Where do you think that money comes from? People that are greedy and they want more money. Lono should know better. You know very well that any money the game sales go to Sony PlayStation, the dev could or would receive some bonification up to some limit. (laughs) I should know better. Yeah. You're right. All the money goes to Sony and Gorilla just says, please, sir, can I have some more? Can I have some more meat? They go like hat in hand to Sony. Please, quit some more money. We've got to make more, more video games. We, you've got it all. We've got nothing. We've got nothing in our, in our pocket. What the frick are you talking about? If the game sells better, the commercial success of the game leads to royalty share for the developers. So yes, when you do everything you can to ensure they make less money, it does affect the the developer. Who are you kidding? They're owned by them? Yes, but their, their funding, their operations, and royalty share are all a part of the relationship. Sony game devs don't get paid royalties. Indie game devs too, it's well documented. Okay, so they don't pay him royalties, so the relationship is different, but if you don't think the commercial success leads to Gorilla getting more funding and expanding and getting to do more projects, it's the same relationship, it just looks different, right? Okay, royalties. That's great for that company. That's really good. I mean, look at what happened to People Can Fly. They didn't even get royalties off of out, uh, of, of Outriders because... They, the, the, the game's commercial success, I believe, was damaged by, by, uh, by Game Pass because less people had to buy it. Like, how many millions didn't even have to buy it, okay? Same relationship. 
hey, your game did really well. Look at the look at the margins on this project. What do you think that leads to? Continued investment. Continued support for future projects. Those people get to continue working. Maybe they get raises. Maybe maybe performance reviews come up and they're like it's re- and, and and they get more money related to how well the game does. This cynicism that thinks that if if Horizon Forbidden West sells 10 million copies or 20 million copies your idea presumption and cynicism that that does nothing for gorilla and it only benefits sony that's laughably ignorant so you think if horizon forbidden west has record-breaking sales and does amazingly well that gorilla's like huh doesn't mean anything to us it all goes to sony <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we don't give doesn't do anything to us. 10 million, 20 million, five people could buy the game. It doesn't make a difference to us. It all goes to Sony. That's just laughably ignorant. <laughs> the commercial success of the game is intrinsically linked to the ongoing success, expansion, and viability of the development company. How, do you, how could it possibly not be? Again, it's the cynicism. It's like this anti-corporation cynicism. Like, what's this Sony? I'm gonna give my money to Sony, and Sony's gonna take it all. What the? What? Wait, what do you mean? Don't don't you think that they the the, the, the games you love? If you love Horizon Forbidden West, well, you can't love it yet. You love Horizon Zero Dawn as a franchise. And we're going to sit here and act like supporting the game and making sure it makes tons of money. Like, that's a problem because, like, what, Sony's involved? Like, yeah, you got to give my money to grimy old Sony. It's funny. The same people that didn't want cross-gen but are defending buying a last-gen game. (laughs) Sony looks at game profits and sees sales on PS4. Guess what they keep making? Welcome. Welcome, brother. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. That's that's what I'm saying. It's so hip- it's the hypocrisy. They're going to look. They're going to see. They're going to look at the market and look at what the market does. That's what started this whole rant in the first place. Like you're going to sit here and write video game reviews, make video game move videos and a, have a career in covering gaming. You're like, "Hey guys, <laughs> you can go buy it on an old gen console and save $10." <laughs> And then hundreds of thousands of people see that, and then they're going to go do it. There's going to be new Nightingale reviews that game at IGN Fan Fest, February nineteenth. They'll see the hardware ID and use. <laughs> QBZ. It it okay. That's a well-made point, but the point he was making is if people are going and buying it on old gen and PS4 just absolutely overshadows the PS5 sales, you know what that communicates? People aren't willing to pay for the PS5 upgrades. They don't want to pay for them. So guess what they're going to start to do? Just just do cross-gen games. Sell them for 60. People don't want to pay the 70. <laughs> it's not worth it. It isn't worth it. All that money we spent, all that, all the resources we dumped into this, all, all of the, we expanded and brought in new teams of people to build all this stuff for PS5. It, the, the consumers aren't supporting it, so don't do it. Just make cross-gen supported games. 
You know they're not making those games yet, right? You understand? You understand? Spider-Man, Wolverine, all those games. This is the last game they'll offer free upgrade. I don't know. They might say, look, chip shortages extended further than we thought. Eugene, Eugene, (laughs) you know as well as I do. They changed some strategies. They changed some launch windows. They changed some things because of the chip shortages. And the chip shortages are continuing well beyond when they thought they were going to stop. It's not beyond the scope of reason that they say, yeah, you know, PS5 saturation is not where we want it. And uh, people are not really supporting the $10 next gen stuff. So, um, yeah, go ahead and make that game cross gen and just sell it for 60. Just forget it. This isn't worth it. Market's not supporting it. Saturation's not there. I expect a few more cross-gen games, but no more free upgrades. Maybe. How people respond to this might, uh, they might change their tune, Eugene. So, okay, so what you're saying, Eugene, is that those people would have to pay $10, right? They wouldn't have to buy the game a second time. But if they remove the free upgrade, people would have to spend the $10. That's what you're saying, correct? Alona, what do you think Sony PlayStation has done so far since the PS5's launch? They're shipping uh, out old PS4 games to the PS5. I don't understand. What you're saying doesn't make any sense. They've shipped more first-party PlayStation 5 titles than the Xbox Series X has. You really want to compare? You want to compare notes? PS5's doing way better. That doesn't mean that the Xbox can't have better games in the in the future and turn things around in the future. But you want to compare notes. PS5's got more titles that were made and 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 do things on the PS5 that you can't get on the old system. Whether it's Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, the director's cuts for Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima. Um what was the other one? Wasn't there another one? I'm forgetting it. Yeah, the Demon Souls remaster. Yeah, there's stuff that you can literally only get on PS5. This isn't about Xbox. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying PS5 has actually done pretty well. If you're going to argue against a presumed ideal, what's the ideal that like PS5 would have way more titles than it does right now? Why? Who told you there was going to be more? And why would you think that? The industry, the industry right now is proving there's not a lot of games coming out for these systems. Remake, no remaster. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a remake. Sorry. I always get those mixed up. PS5 can play PS4 games. Then why can't the PS5 play the PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West until you play pay the upgrade fee? Oh, no, that you can do that, English. English, you can do that. 100%. Let's be clear about something, homie. You, I can play PS4 games on my PS5. Like, it lets me do it. It says PS4 when I go to install it. And if you pay the $10, it would then install the PS5 version and you'd get all the goodies. Originally, Ghost of Tsushima was listed as a PS4 game. It was not a PS5 game. So when I installed it, I, th- that's what I was doing. It was like, it said PS4 right there. 
You do not, you're not, you're not forced to pay it at all. You, and they, they did the same thing with Ghost of Tsushima. You didn't have to pay the extra $10 if you didn't want all the stuff. If you didn't care about the re, the redone cutscenes and the, and the haptic feedback and the 3D audio and all that, you just didn't have to. You could, you could literally save the $10 and opt out 100%. That was an option afforded to you. Today's discussion's been dope. Everyone smash the like button. Yeah, just so we're clear, oh my gosh, I get really fired up, but I keep it safe for work, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the fireworks. I have enjoyed the fireworks. We've gotten a ton of new subscribers today. People treat me like video game radio. You can subscribe in confidence. I do this all week long. Talk shows in the morning, and we sometimes do a second talk show in the afternoon or gameplay. So make sure you hit subscribe. I basically can be video game radio for you Monday through Friday and people throw me on in the background of their day and they can do that with confidence because I am safe for work there's a variety of ways to support the stream my shirts from 80s tees you can use the shirt command in chat the displates displate command or the displate link below the glasses command I'm wearing gunner optics and then we have the coffee so those are all the great ways to support I'd love to see some members we're trying to get the membership to 500 uh you can click the join button or use the dollar sign in chat to become a member uh five bucks a month gets you a badge emotes increase access on our discord if you're trying to play lost ark with people elden ring halo whatever our discord's a great place to be and uh we would love we would love to see you to do that appreciate discord without attacking each other always appreciated oh i love people like you dark taco let me tell you, let me tell you, like, it was refreshing to have somebody come in and highlight what I was trying to highlight about, like, the hypocrisy. I forget their name. Like, that was obviously a little refreshing. I was like, welcome, brother. <laughs> but I love people that want to get into the ring and spar with me. You're my favorite kind of people. <laughs> I love good sparring partners. As long as, as, long as you don't take cheap shots, I'm, I stay in the ring. You'll notice, like, I never get ruffled or, 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 or angry at the person. I get, I get on, I attack the argument until they, if they take a swipe at me, that's, that's a quick road out of here. That's a quick road out of here. And you guys were, today, nobody really did. It was great. <clears throat> people, people kept all the hits above the belt, and I appreciate that. <clears throat> mm we have uh, we have crafted we have crafted I think a very very enjoyable uh, talk show here and uh, let me do something let me update something too we are do this this what why did it do that oh there there we go okay we do use Twitter. Uh, if you if you use Twitter at Reforge Gaming, the main Twitter account we use is Split Screen Live. But I, I am starting to use the the Reforge Gaming Twitter account. A couple of bangers this week between yesterday and today. It's felt like old times, man. <laughs> One dude tried making the coffee comment and he got smacked. You guys let me down though. <laughs> you know. You let me down. I was really, really hoping. I was really hoping that after he did that, we were going to get like a bunch. uh, We were going to get a bunch of coffee orders. (laughs) It would have been salt. It would have been salt in their eye, you know? (laughs) I was like, they'll get my back. They'll get my back, you know? (laughs) Uh. 
I'd pay money if you did call-ins. Oh, call- I, I know you guys liked it and miss it. I just don't want to do it ever again. It is a headache. It is a headache. Listen, listen. Our biggest challenge is I wouldn't mind doing members-only streams or segments that are extra. We would never disrupt what we do here. I would love to do that, but our membership split. Like, we, we got members on split screen and members here. We're hoping one day they let us combine that so I could do a member stream that would be able to include both member funnels. There's some great things we could do, but, you know, I was going to say something, but I was busy cleaning my windows with all the extra cash from the overpriced coffee. (laughs) That's pretty good. Waiting for Friday to buy three bags. Thank you. Really, really. Thank you. You guys that have ordered the coffee are great. Don't forget to use the code GETFRICKED if you order the Frickmas blend to get that 20% off. We're down to like the final 50 bags. Oh. Snippets of an Elden Ring's adventure guide were leaked. Uh oh. If you could tie the channels together, that would be S tier. Yeah, because all those members only, all those members only like content incentives that people do, we can't do them. Because if I did a members only stream over here or a members only upload or something, then y- you guys would all be like, well, some of us can't watch because we're a member on split screen. So the optics on that would be crummy. So that's why we don't do it. <clears throat> Where do you get the creamer? I use Coffee Mate Italian Sweet Cream Creamer. I think that's the best pairing with the Rageless Roast. That's what I use. And my wife doesn't like creamer, and even she says Italian Sweet Cream, like, it pairs perfectly with the Rageless Roast. So, and she doesn't like creamer. She does like froth milk, and she so she just basically just takes it black and then puts froth milk in it. So she's not even a big fan of creamer. Um, so, did Project Magnum get a new video, or are you just reminding people about it? Yeah, that's old. I was hoping it would get a new video. We are getting uh, a lot of people in here today off of suggest so we thank you for that freaking stupid anyway uh, 8% of you have come in off of a suggest so thank you for that and a good portion of you have come in from doing a YouTube search so if you if you wandered in here today off of a suggestion recommendation or a search result we greatly appreciate you doing that we have these spicy debates and conversations uh, all the time and uh, we appreciate it very very much is creamer just milk no No, it's like, well, it's like flavored, yeah, like flavored milk. Like it's either sweetened to a certain degree. Like Italian sweet cream doesn't flavor the coffee because you can get like caramel creamer, caramel macchiato or peppermint mocha creamer and all that. Italian sweet cream does not like, doesn't add flavor. It like just sweetens the coffee. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. It does not affect like the flavor palette of the coffee. It almost brings it out a little bit more because it cu- it can cut down on some of the... Our coffee's not bitter at all because Rageous Roast, all of our coffee, the light roast, the dark roast, and the holiday blend, it's all balanced acidity, so it's very drinkable and not bitter at all. There we go. Two bags of Frickmas and a light roast to Zybersword, and you didn't use the discount, you knucklehead. Thank you, Zybersword. Appreciate you very, very much. 
Brick, I forgot the code. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can do when you guys do that. Like, it's like, sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the, the, the cancellation process, it takes too long. It's like days. You know what I mean? Black coffee's the way to go. I think that's why so many people like our coffee. Because you can drink it black, and the balanced acidity makes it super, super drinkable. And if you're like me and you like a little bit of creamer, it the balanced acidity like it just pairs really, really well with uh, with creamer. Italian sweet cream, no added sugar, delicious, and the low acidity is great. Yeah, yeah. If you're a coffee drinker, I if you're a coffee drinker or you're not a coffee drinker, just try the light or the dark roast. That's like our best like entrance level coffee. I drink the light roast every morning. It's so so drinkable. I've had non coffee drinkers start drinking my coffee because the light roast is just so smooth and again that balanced acidity no I didn't get a, a, a review copy somebody was in here a little bit ago and said they worked at the company I should have asked them like hey can you connect me with somebody we would love to get an early copy uh, just to record some stuff for um, our, our Reforge first look channel all these flavors and you choose to be salty that's good $10 from Wizard of Odds back for the first time in a while stay strong bro thank you for the $10 tip thanks for stopping by we're going to be shifting gears here Uh, well actually no we're not going to be shifting gears I'm going to take a quick break sorry I used the wrong terminology I'm going to take a quick break I'll be right back do all the things to support the channel hit subscribe hit the like button take the poll order coffee um all those things, right? You might see some ads when I step away. That's another way that supports the channel. I'll be back in just a second.
Is that a Zelda shield next to a Mandalorian poster? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, uh, I shoot for the... Sometimes I have them sort of match. Like, I'll do Mando, and then I have, like, a Darth Vader one. And then sometimes I just go completely straight opposite. Um, so... <clears throat> Those are the dopest posters I've seen. I should probably start keeping one next to me. They're they're disc plates. They're metal posters. They're, they go on the wall with the like you stick a magnet to the wall basically, and then you can swap them out. So like the print quality is just phenomenal. The print quality on them is just so great, and so we are partnering with them. You want to use my link and get a discount. One to two, 26% off. If you go over three displays, you get 36% off. Um, so, not to alarm you, but you have a bug on your shirt. Yeah, and the shirts come from 80s tees. So, Lono should introduce his intermission show called Zubair uh, Intellectually and Respectfully Debates Chat. <laughs> Thoroughly enjoyed today. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. The, the, the stream just continues. Um, Creature and some other people have said, like, they're like the show is 10 times better than it ever was like it's just gotten so so good shoot the link over it's in the chat right now somebody use the display command it's also linked below um so you can use that link will they stick on a painted or a concrete wall yes yeah they stick real they stick real good <laughs> they stick real good <laughs> so uh all right a segment called Zubair Roasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me do something super quick here. Okay. And yes. That's what we want. Okay. Why does it Okay. Okay, there it is. Um Okay, live. That that and that and that close this if you missed my review sort of roundup of all of the the reviews that hit it is at the beginning of this stream you can uh, you can go back and uh, watch that I forgot this game has like a ridiculous load time we've got time we've got time uh, poll results there 1.4k votes 1400 votes do you let reviews influence your purchase we talked about the horizon forbidden West review uh, 64% said no, and 35% said yes. So thank you to everybody who contributed to that poll. We greatly appreciate it. Mm-mm-mm. If you guys have not 
seen or heard or consumed uh, any uh, any Lost Ark content, we are going to be playing Lost Ark today, uh, continuing my play as my artillerist, working toward, we're close to, I think, 40. We want to hit level 50 and start to analyze the end game uh, and the end game builds. And so... That is uh, that is what we are we're, we're going to be doing next. So if you are interested in that, now I, I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. The uh, the Lost Ark support on YouTube is kind of bad, so this will probably get relegated to like once a week. The way that we uh, started kind of treating New World, and we'll see how that goes. We already have two guilds, so like. You guys communally have responded really, really well, but I don't think this is going to be a game I'm going to be able to play like multiple times a week, probably once, kind of how we do from Fridays, kind of like that. So if you like Lost Ark and you got friends that like Lost Ark, or you got guild members that like Lost Ark and you want that continued coverage and gameplay, then do your darndest to make sure those afternoon play sessions are supported. Some of this is has nothing to do with you guys. It's a YouTube versus Purple thing, okay? Purple had like half a million people watching yesterday, and YouTube had like 800. So there's just, they do the drops on Purple, and that just makes it incredibly hard to funnel anybody over here. So it has nothing really to do uh, with you guys. So, um... I'm booting up the game now. What are you playing tomorrow? Uh, I assume we would just kind of grind Lost Ark this week until Forbidden West hits. Then we'll grind Forbidden West. Then Elden Ring hits. Then we'll grind Elden Ring. So like I, I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a huge reason um, to feel like a need uh, to to die. I'm not, I've not seen anything else that's come out that I'm like, oh man, I'm dying to play, other than the ones I just listed. Um, okay. Let me get this going, and then do that. Let me give you guys a link of where we're heading, just in case uh, redirect doesn't work. It should redirect you, okay? Um... Next Friday is going to be intense. I'm excited. I'm excited for what we can do with with Elden Ring. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be more Lost Ark gameplay as I grind my character up to level 50. We hit 39 sort of at the end of yesterday's stream. You can see there at the bottom of the screen. This morning we talked about Horizon Forbidden West reviews. They're in. I did a rundown of the good and the bad reviews that had come in. We had a spicy debate about the $10 upgrade and everything else on Sony. Really solid three-hour stream. I'm ending that stream now so we can redirect everybody over. 